Hi everybody, welcome to FNS Wrestling Podcast, episode 107. Did I say it right? Are you happy? You don't like when I say 107. Or That's weird. <laughs> 107. Yeah. I'm back in the basement, escaping a heat wave in southern Ontario. It's We're actually on a legit heat warning for today and tomorrow. I'm supposed to exceed 40 degrees, which for my Fahrenheit friends is something over 100, right? I don't know. It's supposed to be crazy hot. Our plans canceled. I thought we were going to be rushed down here as my parents and niece were supposed to be coming up for a visit and a swim, but my mom, your grandmother, not feeling well, so canceled. We've picked up a full day of gorgeous sunshine, so we're going to knock this podcast off and I'm going to go lie in the sun, much like we did yesterday, right? What did we do yesterday? Join into this Too much pod- stuff. Too much stuff for you? Uh, friends of ours, right? Oh. Neighbors down the street that we hang out with a lot in the yes. summer, rented cabins i don't know if that's the right term but anyways at a little uh lakefront resort so we went and visited them for the day it was scorching hot yesterday too did anyone get a sunburn jack i don't think so (laughs) the one dad um because we went on a lengthy kayak uh he got very very burned and we didn't really notice until we saw the the lines on his legs right from where his shorts were where it's clearly like bright red and white even my colorblind eyes could see that he was gonna be suffering so i don't know how he's he's looking like today right Uh, and then you got to go on they took like a big inflatable what were they called party island yeah so you jumped on that and floated around for a bit and yeah we saw a large turtle did you see the turtle no well nate showed me the picture I was like, when they said, Hey, look, a turtle, I was expecting like a little, yeah, that's what I would have like the size of my hand, but it was a huge, like, size of a toilet seat turtle was quite surprising. But, uh, I don't know, what else have you been up to these days? Uh, Not a lot. Still watching Star Wars. Still watching Star Wars. You finished your goal of what was it, Clone Wars you were watching? I I finished Clone Wars, I finished Revenge of the Sith, and I'm on the last episode of Bad Batch. Nice. Crushing it. Yes. And I have not, I don't know, I haven't been doing too much. Nothing new for me, just kind of. That's the most eventful thing I've been doing. That is the most, that's a pretty lazy summer for you. Must be nice. Get a job. This yeah. this job has not materialized, people. We're still waiting. No. But we'll see. We may expand the search soon, I feel like. We need to monetize this. <laughs> monetize this? Well, then you need to get promoting it on your Instagram and get more mm-hmm. people listening and monetize away. I don't want any money from it. I'm just doing it for fun. But if you want money, then you got to make it. Blow no, up, as kidding. the kids say. Get on that. I'm right? just kidding. <laughs> You're just kidding? Well, at some point, if people enough people listen, although we picked a pretty niche topic to try It'll and be a while. monetize. Um, but anyways, so I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to talk about Uh, in our bantering no, section? I don't think so. That's it? You're bantered out? So we are, I guess we could give them the format update. So we've sort of been talking about switching things up a little bit. So we're still going to cover AEW Dynamite in detail every week, right? Like, that's kind of our thing that we really enjoy doing. So we're going to keep doing that. I think other than that, for now, since there's no show we specifically want to watch every week, we're going to have a new segment kind of that we're going to call, what was it? Uh, High Spots and Rest Holds, right? Yeah. Where it's kind of like, what did you watch this week? Uh, What did you like? So, for example, sometimes I don't watch entire shows, so I don't want to review the whole show, but I'll see some things I like or don't like from... For example, this past week, I watched Ric Flair's last match, that pay-per-view. I didn't watch that match. I refused to watch that match. But um, I did watch probably like three quarters of the pay-per-view and liked some stuff and didn't. So obviously, high spots will be things we liked and rest holds will be things we didn't like or whatever. So 
I think we're going to try that. It sort of allows us to, and I'm trying to help you out too, because you're more of a consuming wrestling in chunks, I guess. And whereas I'll sit down and watch an entire thing. Usually you're kind of like, this came across my social media. I saw that. So I'm trying to make it more inclusive of your style of watching wrestling because it's interesting, right? As a 40, whatever year old man that I am, I still consume, I'll sit down and watch a show, but you're like, Young and you guys. Unfortunately, most of it is main roster. Right. And you guys watch whatever you see, right? Bits and bites here and there. So I want to try and get these segments so that the way you watch things can still be, we can still deal with it, right? So if you only saw. Deal with it. But like if you only saw two things from SmackDown, because that's what came across your feed and they were good, then you can talk about them, right? So it opens it up to sort of sample across a broader, a more breadth of wrestling, I think. So I don't know. We're going to try it. Let us know, listeners, if you like it. So that'll be today. We're going to still um, cover SummerSlam in detail because it happened. Um, AEW Dynamite in detail because we always do. And then we'll probably hit you guys with the um, high spots and rest holds, which I'm still forgetting the name of. AEW is like the only thing we've always done. Right. So we'll always stick with that. I mean, in a perfect world, right? We were talking about it. Like NXT would suddenly be really good again and we'd want to watch it every week. That would be the dream. That's the hope. So yeah, we can hope for that. But um, news will still be there. Trivia will still be there. Figuring it out will still be there. Um, we're just sort of switching the any other wrestling business to something a little bit different. Okay, so I don't know. I think that's fair warning for everybody. Please, we'd love to hear feedback on anything we do, whether it's a new format, old format, suggestions, praise, recommendations, whatever. FNSWrestling at gmail.com or FNS underscore wrestling underscore podcast on Instagram. The Gmail comes to me if you want to talk to the older of this team. And the Instagram goes to that guy over there, the young teenager, the young man sitting there. You can talk to him. I promise a reply on Gmail. I don't do promise a reply on Instagram. Mostly. mostly. I mostly promise. It's just a busy, busy life. I promise. <laughs> you promise. Right. So I, I don't know. I guess we should get things started. So let's uh, take our first segment of every show where we talk about some of the week's wrestling news and rumors. <laughs> So let's look at the ratings for this week. NXT averaged 649,000 viewers, which is up 8%, earned 8.15 in the key demographic, up 15%. So it seems like they rode the wave of a successful WWE Raw and WWE SummerSlam as sort of, I think there's some intrigue, right, with Vince out and Triple H taking over. I think there's a little bit of hope that NXT might, and it was in my news last week, right? It may revert back to looking a bit more like the black and gold that we loved so much. So maybe people were checking out. Um, and like I said, our goal would be that this show gets so good, we want to watch it every week and talk about it specifically, right? For now, I mean, I'll still watch it and throw some things in um, high spots and rest holds probably. I don't know if I'll watch it every week, but I usually tune into a bit of it, so we'll see. But a pretty good week for NXT ratings-wise, um, sort of riding the successful wave of some some key announcements and changes in personnel, obviously. Um, so this week's episode of AEW Dynamite averaged 938,000 viewers, which is down slightly 4%, earned a 0.32 in the demographic, also down 4%. Uh, all that being considered, it, it did stay number one in the cable originals for Wednesday night which is something that the show does consistently. So because wrestling still pulls massive ratings, I was listening to a wrestling sort of economic show because that's the level of nerd that I am. Um, and they were talking about AEW is likely due for a huge 
increase in their TV contract whenever it comes up because I was for them and uh, WWE. Oh, for both, right? Because right now there is very little content that people will t- tune into live on television anymore. Yeah. Uh, um, live sports, obviously, and then wrestling is the one thing that. There is no off-season, right? So that is a program you can have that's on every week on whatever day you have right. it on, and it's going to be year-round, and it draws numbers. Whatever people make fun of wrestling fans and mock us and whatever, it is a highly sought-after product for TV stations. So it looks like Dynamite is pulling in consistently like 900,000 a million viewers, so they're going to be looking at making some more money next time around, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you have for news? I've got like three or four things. Um, so first one is, uh, Impact Wrestling's Bound for Glory pay-per-view will apparently clash with, uh, live EW Rampage taping because it's set for October 7th, uh, Friday, which is when they're going to do a live Rampage, which they don't usually do, and that's because that'll be a live Rampage, and then they'll be taping the fourth Battle of the Belts. Oh, interesting. So that'll go head-to-head with Bound for Glory, so that's interesting. And isn't there an NXT pay-per-view that's on the same day as... That's all out. Right. I think it's... Going to be in the afternoon, I would assume. I don't think there's any way they'd go head-to-head, would they? Well, I forget which one it is, though. I think it'll be in the afternoon. That would be my guess, what, which is you, cool. Do you remember what it's called? I don't remember. You can look that up I if you want know. to. I know. We, one of us should know, probably. We do a weekly wrestling podcast, I think. Uh, I don't, I don't Only know. for 107 weeks, so how could we know things, right? Um, Becky Lynch... We'll talk about SummerSlam. I did not know she injured herself, like, significantly, right? Like, separated her shoulder in her match with Bianca Belair. I had no clue. But finished the match. Um, not to spoil a review, <laughs> I love the match. A, a SummerSlam uh, constant. That's what Balor did. Exactly. So, very similar idea. His, I could kind of tell, though. Hers, yeah. I had no idea. No, no idea. He kind of, like, popped it back in or whatever. Right, he did. Um, so, she's expected to be out for several months. But I think... I mean, obviously you don't ever want someone to be hurt, but she did just make a turn to babyface. So it kind of works out right, in a cause, way. Because when she comes back and not Which to... they made that mistake last time. Not to spoil our chat in a few minutes. I won't get specific, but there are now a new significant heels arrival, arriving, right? So when she comes back as a babyface... Don't worry, folks. Not toxic attraction. It's No, not yet. It's going to be a big deal when she returns. So yeah. hate to see her hurt, but... Um, the division looks pretty strong right now and can sort of hold without her. And then when she returns, it'll be a huge deal, I would imagine. So mm-hmm. hopefully she uh, heals well and comes back ready to go. Mm-hmm. What you got? And maybe she could come back to the women's tag titles because right. those are going to come back. A tournament will start on Raw after the have been being vacant for three months. Right. So I guess we're not giving up on that division, which would be my preference, right? Is you just don't... They did just get some addition, but like even then, I don't think it helps like a ton. Right. And you just don't have women tag teams. They don't really exist. You maybe so have one. You're going to end up cobbling together... Sky Kai. A division, right? So... Anyways, we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Um, That's looks it for me. Wrestling... Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah. I got a few. I don't have a lot. Wrestling News um, Co reported that there is an agreement and this is sort of reported other places now too has been reached for both sasha banks and naomi to return to the company um it has been confirmed by other sources and it sure seems like vince was a huge part of the problem here right like what a shock um as soon as he's gone basically now they're reaching out to them to bring them back so um i don't think they wanted to lose sasha banks specifically as she is a pretty big draw and would help out a struggling aew women's division so i think they're smart to keep her and honestly, it's a very, very stacked division, right? If you think now about the women's division in 
main roster WWE, like look at how stacked that is. All the talented women there, right? You've got who Belair, Lynch. Um, you can include Charlotte. She's we don't like her, but she's not bad in the she's ring. Talented. Right? Uh Bailey, Io Shirai, Baszler. Dakota Kai, Shayna Baszler. Like this is an absolute uh, Raquel? Sure, Gonzalez. Even like mid carters, you've got like Carmella, right? She's useful. I would suggest Liv Morgan's a live cart uh is a mid carter, but people won't like <laughs> to hear agree. that. But so I feel like she that that division is like super stacked, right? If they if they and I have more faith now that it will actually be dealt with properly with Triple H there. So I'm kind of like the women's division, especially because it's not good in AEW, that might be the thing that pulls me back to main roster first, to be honest. Is yeah. the fact that if their women's division is booked really well, because I'm not getting that on the show I much prefer, right? I'm not getting not that on Dynamite. Generally. So if that's what they're going to give me, that's kind of filling a void and might uh, draw me in. So anyways, it's possible. Um, and another signing, this one from AEW. Apparently, according to Fightful Select, AEW has reached an agreement with Blake Christian. Um, and specifically, it looks like that agreement is tied to Ring of Honor. So Blake Christian was in NXT as... I forget his name already. Trey Baxter. Trey Baxter. Um, he's an indie star, right? Really pretty strong in-ring performer. I find he, there's a bit of a lack of charisma and character there, but really strong in-ring, kind of cruiserweight-sized guy. We'll see where that goes. Uh, in and he was on the pre-show, so... Yes. Uh, speaking of AEW signing people, they announced on Wednesday that Madison Rain has joined the company as a coach in the women's division. She already has defeated... Uh, the famed Layla Gray. Oh no, that's impossible. I know. Can't be true. And I think she'll be TBS Open challenging against Cardinal. Of next course week. she will. Yeah. So her hiring was announced as part of a list of promotions, sort of expanding AEW's talent relations department. So Sanjay Dutt, QT Marshall were promoted to vice presidents of show and creative coordination, and Tony Schiavone was promoted to senior producer and special talent Yay. advisor. Sorry to talent. So yeah, just an addition there in the sort of backstage role as well but it looks like she's already been in ring too right so i don't know if she'll she'll help or not um but i mean hopefully a coach helps some people right i think it's undeniable that exactly the division needs help right so if she can provide i think they also need more creative help but 100 percent coach is a start right i I agree something for me it's honestly it's probably more of the creative yeah i agree but um that's something at least i agree um and then i think my final one i just thought this was interesting pat mcafee being the shill for wwe that he is says quote they drug test rather often at the wwe yes they actually do now there are all um there are always going to be people that talk about some people maybe aren't getting tested there's always conspiracy theories about everything but i've been tested and given my blood to the wwe numerous times now i'm a skeptic of a lot of things especially when a company guy like McAfee says stuff like this. So first of all, let's take a look at the word. He uses the word numerous times. So, right, that's a bit of a weasel word for me because numerous could mean what? Two, right? Two is technically numerous. So anything more than one. Right. So literally anything. More and than now one. he's been with the company for how many years? Um, Two or three? I'd say since his first match would have been like, oh, yeah, his first match was 2020 here. against right. Adam Cole. So like at least before that. So at least like a couple of years. And second of all, my question is, so you've been tested, quote, numerous times. Do they test everyone with the same frequency? And who's right? to say like he hasn't been tested like once a year or like only two times? And frankly, I'm not trying to be rude. 
McAfee does not have the physique of somebody who's abusing performance-enhancing substances, right? No. So my question is, and this is why I asked you. He's remember, not. He's not roiding. Remember, I ran, randomly asked you, who's a super jack guy on the roster? Because so, so like, are they testing Jinder Mahal, Bobby Lashley, and like Madcap Moss as frequently as they're testing Pat McAfee? Because <laughs> my thing is, sure, they have the testing. Do they, it depends who they're using. How it. do they apply it? Right. right? Are they applying it to guys they're fairly confident have no substance issues and avoiding the ones that they're concerned about? Right. To be able to say we're testing, it's fine. Right. And we're not right. finding anything. Right. Our guys are clean. So more skeptical of that when Vince is in charge. But I mean, I don't think that much would have changed at this point. So I, I question um, McAfee just because he's a pretty media savvy guy, right? So he knows what to say. But if you really break that down, I wonder if he's saying much. Like there. kind of loopholing a bit, right? Um, so that looks like it's going to be the end of our news and rumors for the week. Uh, so this week we are going to start off because it happened first a week ago today. We are going to discuss in depth this year's edition of WWE SummerSlam. All right, so this year's SummerSlam, I was sort of interested to watch it to see if anything changes, right, under the Triple H regime, I guess. Yeah, you were at, um, what was it, what you guys were doing something, was that the, no. It was the uh, bike was, wine was tour. That, that was, okay, I didn't know if that was that <laughs> Interesting combination of things, yeah. Um, it anyways, was. um, yeah, so you guys, so we started late, and so I got spoiled, so I was pretty excited to start it at least. Yeah, you were texting me like, we got to, something good actually happened, you should, we should get started on this. So we did. Um. My first note is actually the super long entrance ramp, right? It was back. Oh, yeah. It's like um, it, classic, like, so you, obviously you got the stadium show against the classic, like, really long, and then it's got, like, a bit of a curve, and then yeah. it's going to the ring. Like, they, they've done this for, like, SummerSlam this year and last year, and they've done it for Royal Rumble the past few years, um, barring 2021 Thunderdome. Yeah, right. And it actually makes things feel kind of grand, right? Like, it, it is feels... cool, yeah. Like, and I also kind of like that, like, um, even despite being same, because I feel like the first two times they did a stadium rumbled, it had the same stage. I remember right. what it looked like, but now like I feel like SummerSlam last year had different stadium look. Because obviously they're kind of like not smaller, but they they do different because there's fans behind the stage this yep. time, right? Which also what a crappy spot to be in, right? But there's people there, so I've noticed like they even like do slightly different stages. Like the Ro- the Royal Rumble stage this year was actually quite different. Like and maybe it depends on different stadiums I too, guess so. but like. Not only is like I agree, I do like the changes to Union Stadium, which I kind of wish Money in the Bank was still a stadium show, but whatever. Yeah, they also cool. do kind of change the uh, stages a bit, so it's cool. Um, it it does, it did create like a long, especially like for the when there's the, run-ins and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, like takes them a like, month to get there. Um, it was it was it's still cool. Yeah, it was cool. Um, so apparently the building was not full, but they packed it to make it look full. On the, it definitely look full. Right. Um, and I don't know if you noticed, but the um attendance kept growing. I think it started at forty thousand, and then when was it like forty three or forty four something when, when uh Dirtbag came Mayor came out, he yeah. uh yeah it went up to like forty because they're in Tennessee or whatever, right? Yeah. So that's his that's his place. Yeah. Uh, so the opening match on this show is, I guess, a little bit of a surprise. I don't know. It's the Raw Women's Championship. It is Bianca Belair defending her title against Becky Lynch, who again. At some point in this match, she separates her shoulder that I had no idea. I feel like they had another good opener recently, like or just WWE did. Well, or yeah, didn't we wrong. love Reigns. Reigns Rollins was an opener, was it not? 
that would technically happen. And we love that, that match. That. I was thinking that's like my a... example for when people think we are super critical of main roster. Like we want to love all. Wrestling. I love that. I absolutely. It's love not it. like we are like hoping to hate wrestling, right? Like right. I, I would rather watch a show I like, and so that is my example of when it's yeah, good. Yeah, and I we thought that was genius good. until they screwed it up. But right. I, I feel like there was something recent. Or maybe I'm just thinking there the Uso Street Profits. That, that wasn't was awesome an opener, too. but no, I remember liking that. So maybe, maybe I'm just thinking that, but. Uh, so early on in this match, oh, wait, sorry, okay. you like the Hell in a Cell opener, which was these two and Oscar. I did really like that match. Maybe right. it's that. That's what I'm thinking of. Um, Lynch works Belair, Belair's arm early, her left arm, and then we get Belair with the acrobatics and the power display as she is capable of. She had like the kind of like it was kind of like a country look with like tassels. It was kind of cool. Yeah, because like, they're in like uh right. music city or whatever. That's right. Um, we sort of get. KOD countered on the barricade. I thought it, it looked, looked like she no sold. It like, looked like Lynch just no sold it, right? But I it think it felt like it was intended to be like she kind of like rolled over the barricade or something like that. I think it was supposed to be like she snapped Belair's arm or whatever over the barricade, but I I don't because she's been working the arm already, right? So it, I, to me, it ended up looking like she just sold, no sold. Yeah, no, anyways, it, I, okay. you re, you rewound it, and I was like, oh yeah, it does look like that. Right, um, <laughs> it was kind of funny. Belair counters a leg drop in the ropes with a power bomb. We get a hair sort of tug of war. <laughs> he had to rewind that too. Yes. And Lynch is pulled into the ro- the ring post and then hit with a suplex on the floor. Belair rolls through a cross body, picks up Belair, but her shoulder gives out. So again, she's back to selling that arm. Lynch hits diamond dust for a near fall, which I don't even remember what that is, but that's what commentary uh, called it. What is diamond dust? So... Belair's on the middle rope, right? And she's got like um Lynch in like an inverted DDT kind yeah. of spot, and then she just like flips over. Oh. And she did a stunner version, but I think it's supposed to be a face buster. I remember um that's a stardust move, folks. Yeah. Oh, that's why it's Diamond Dust. That makes sense. Exactly. Or it might Goldust might have done it, but I remember like a little while ago I was playing a Stardust in 2K16. Uh and he had Diamond Dust as like one of his special moves. I had forgotten that it was one of his. Um the KOD is countered into a disarmer, but Belair gets to the I ropes. We do get a KOD. It's out on the floor, and Becky Lynch. That was kind of cool. There's a decent thought there. Yeah, uh, she just beats the count, getting back in. Um, and I kind of thought Belair's facial expressions here were really good. It was kind of like she was really selling that she didn't really want to win that way as a babyface, right? She was kind of hoping that Lynch was going to beat the count, which I thought was a nice touch. Yeah. Um, Lynch gets caught, hit with a spine buster. Belair gets pulled off the ropes, hit with the manhandle slam for a pretty believable near fall. The manhandle slam. Right, they keep telling us, like, that's what happened last time, right? right? just hit it, and it was over. Mm-hmm. So we get the manhandle slam from the ropes, but it's countered with a Spanish fly by, by Belair. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay. That was cool. I don't. She's so athletic, man. Yeah, like, crazy. I don't remember her doing that, and I honestly, like, that's not a thing, like, you typically see the women do, she so that was, that was everything. pretty cool. Like, yeah, her, I, that actually kind of got a bit of shock for me. Her combination of, like, power, speed, everything is... Uh, they, like, she's the one from NXT that, that couldn't miss, right? And they haven't screwed it up. Like, she was the one that I was saying, even from when yeah, she I remember. was pretty she's green. Like, even though like, she was, like, she's kind of miss. unpolished. But, yeah. like, I remember, like, she's great. yeah, you liked her a lot. Like, um, she, she follows up with the KOD, pins Becky Lynch clean to retain her title after about 15 minutes. Only they, 15, really. They sort of shake hands and show respect after the match. This is the sort of beginning of a Becky Lynch face turn, I believe, here. And then, surprisingly enough, Bailey returns and walks out. So already that is pretty cool. Bailey's awesome. It's great. Yeah, there to have was her murmurings back. of that. So that was like, it was still surprising, but that was cool. And then even more surprising is Dakota Kai recently released. And yeah, she got released in like April, which was really surprising. Resigned Dakota Kai, one of the favorites of the FNS Wrestling podcast. Always yeah. been a big fan of her. Thought she's been underused and underappreciated. I think Triple H agrees. 
So Dakota Kai comes out. Shocking. And then we get even, I think the tag under her name as she first came out said Io Shirai. It did. The Tron right. said Io Shirai. Commentary even said Io Shirai won. So Io Shirai, who for points of her run in NXT, I was saying she was my favorite wrestler of any gender at yeah, that time. Yeah, she was gold and like unbelievable. prime pandemic. She was Amazing. gold. Yeah. Amazing. So needless to say i am super excited about this stable whatever it is i think this Whoa, did is did you amazing. say her new name yet uh sorry eo sky right all caps all caps that yes. you must spell it all caps stylized yeah. in caps um which i don't love that and also eo is e-y-i-y-o now but um in the grand scheme of things it's not the most offensive it is. and it she really kept her theme is. which i do enjoy her theme so instead of so that's okay eo shirai genius of the sky she's now eo sky that's so it's like, okay it's among the name changes it is not that offensive yeah it's not that bad and i'm happy dakota kai is pretty unchanged yeah actually so, that's not true i mean reverted back i should say after her weird nxt phase yes where she was um, she still kept her theme which i'm really happy because i really enjoy her theme as well so this was just a super exciting start to the show for me this is kind of i, I don't think i was like i think it that was like goosebumps like i was pretty thrilled to say the least there's like, no doubt here that triple h wins i i need to make a mark on this show yeah and even if this is the only thing i do which that's really... i thought that there was gonna be something else granted but i it was, it was still fantastic so i thought this match first of all was excellent um mm -hmm. this is going to be a very hot take and people are going to hate it this was my match of the night yeah um, yeah uh i know people Agreed. are bananas for the finisher or for the sorry the main, the main event, event but uh, no. i love this match i I, thought... I would have to agree just like kind of think about it already like i don't i like i said i don't remember Tumble. i don't remember liking anything more yeah we'll exactly say. Right. So this just a really steady pace with no lulls. We got good physicality, a couple cool finishing, or sorry, a cool spots along the way, and a, a finishing sequence that I thought was really good. Yeah. I'm just happy Belair's looking so strong in her title run. Right, right? because remember, like, the like even before they they screwed the whole thing with the, the really short match last year we're saying like right her smackdown run was kind of lacking yes so i think now it's she's kind of cool they've set it back the right way this time i and agree it's going quite well i'd say other yes. than some carmella matches i think the first time it was like let's see if what she's like as a champion and now they understand right like she's yeah. Uh, she's and really good on the mic maybe more she's... potential with it now with triple h at the helm yes for sure so that that's also good and with bailey kai and eo showing up uh, yeah that's uh, was, really cool it made this feel really important right and made it kind of feel like listen new and exciting stuff could happen so you should probably watch right yeah. that's a huge selling point for me right I think it's really cool that bailey's back so, uh, it's been a really long time since and i think the last match she had was against belair like when belair i think belair's first title feud was bailey and i think that's the last time we saw bailey so and I, that's kind of cool and then i'm super happy to see uh dakota and eo me back too. that's cool because eo is kind of missing a bit i heard bailey wanted people who are she thinks obviously super talented and underused but also haven't had a main roster and specifically a wrestlemania moment so she wants to elevate people to get them to mania to have their moment which is super cool to instead of like being a veteran and holding people back because of your spot your spot I don't, She's like, I want to help yeah, people get it's there. It's a bit of a weird right? association, but I think it's a really cool I'm group. super interested. Yeah. Like, it's single-handedly, this is giving me some hope for main roster, right? Mm -hmm. And again, this is a division that's lacking in their competition. Mm -hmm. So it's super smart to try and make this hot and pull people back. Because I'm yeah, one of those we'll people. we'll talk about it later. There's also other things going on in the women's division that I'm also particularly happy about. That's right. And, um, like, some other things that we'll talk about later. 
like Triple H is definitely starting to make a mark already, which is fantastic. Yeah, he he was like, I'm making a mark on the first match of my first show, basically, right? This mm-hmm. is him doing yeah. something big. So yeah, we now have a, in my opinion, a super cool heel faction. It immediately freshens up the women's division and adds three women who are all pretty great in the ring, right? And there's no weaknesses there. Um, so yeah, Triple H's presence is already felt. Uh, two of these three women were uh, standouts in NXT, right? When Triple H was there. So this is why he knows what he's, he's getting here, right? Um, so I thought this was an awesome match and an awesome sort of after match segment. I loved all of this. Um, yeah, I really like this. Too. Overall helps the grade of soup of SummerSlam because I was super into this the mm-hmm. whole thing. Yeah, yeah. I was like, I I already saw it happen. I was like losing my crap, but um, yeah, it, it got me to watch. Like it was super exciting. I think the match was really great. And, um, I I, I guess we get Bailey versus Belair again, which is I really awesome. So. Yeah, we I'm already had Eo versus Belair, which is really cool. Yep. Like uh, Dakota Kai, maybe you could like uh run back a uh, Dakota and Gonzalez at some point. Like, I don't know. There's a lot you can do. It's, it's really cool. So many options for fresh matchups. And that is honestly my number one thing is that main roster has just gotten stale, right? It's the same people having the same match automatically less four or five weeks right in a row. Bat. Yep. So uh, awesome start to SummerSlam. Not going to lie. And we both picked Belair. Of course we did. So Logan Paul, Miz summary package ahead Ooh. of their match, which is Miz with Maurice and, Tomasa Champa, sorry, just Champa, I guess now on main roster, taking on YouTuber Logan Paul. So early on in this, I'm gonna not gonna lie, my expectations were pretty low for this one. So Miz out wrestles Logan Paul early. Uh, then Paul gets to show off some of his, I hate to say it, but undeniable athleticism and some boxing skills as well. Paul hits a moonsault from the apron to the floor. Miz pulls Paul off the ropes into a code breaker. Of course, we get a champ, a cheap shot along the way. That's what he's there for. Get a blockbuster by Paul. Both men are down. The ref is sort of counting them both out. We get a running power slam by Paul for a two count. A figure four applied by Paul. Uh, Champa eventually gets ejected from ringside, but he sits on a chair and refuses to go. And I just put, although it seems to be changing, my note at that time was sad to see him in this role. Maybe Triple H will do something about that. And he did, right? So he did. Not just... We'll we'll get there, but Champa, he did. Champa A isn't a lackey, and B, in what universe is he associated with the Miz? If you've at all seen Champa in your life, this is like he's the blackheart. He's a loner, right? Like the only person that can sort of tolerate him is Johnny Gargano, and everyone else can't work with Champa. Oh, Thatcher. Thatcher. Okay, chat Thatcher, Thatcher. too. That's so it. this idea of like like the Miz is the last dude that Champa would ever yeah. be associated it's, with. I don't. It's so weird. So it's so dumb. But anyways, they seem to have be on the way to fixing it. Um, AJ Styles theme hits. He comes out and attacks Champa from the crowd. Uh, they fight through the crowd and are gone. We then get a phenomenal forearm by um, Logan Paul for a two count. Paul then clears off the announce table, climbs up top. This was actually pretty ridiculous. I don't think you could deny this his top row frog splash through the table i like the way the table broke amazing like he looked it looked good i know i don't want to like this kid either but that move looked fantastic um maurice distracts the ref so he can't make the count though miz almost hits maurice with a chain paul hits a skull crushing finale and pins the miz with his own move as kind of expected right i I think we both picked this one yeah i don't know what his finisher actually is so did we both pick Logan Paul, first of all? Probably. I'm um, just looking for it. I yeah. think we did. 
So I can't stand this guy, right? I mean, you can go back and look at some of the stuff this guy has I don't done. Like him either. Speaking of Logan Paul, apparently they're trying to say he's matured and blah blah blah, and maybe he has. But I know lots of people who didn't do horrible things when they were young, so I'm gonna prefer them to people who did. But anyways, and also celebrity. He was really impressive in this match, and I'm not super fond of saying that, but I'm always honest in my opinions on this show. He did not look like a guy that's new to this business. Um, that being said, the whole him as a baby face is stupid. Yeah, there's a lot of times where, like, he'll be, like, like something he does, or, like, his face look for... He does not look like a baby he face. He couldn't be more of a, nat- a natural heel. Right? Yeah. The money is him as a heel. Yeah. And I don't know why. I guess it's because what he wanted. So to get him signed, they needed to do this. But he is not a baby face. Like, AJ supporting him feels weird. Right? Yeah. Like, the whole... Anyways... He's just really hateable. He honestly felt like he should have been aligned with the Miz and not a hundred percent, and not facing like he should have been facing Champa. Like I don't just know, reverse something these like roles, that. Yes. Yeah. Um. So he's super athletic. He's clearly picking things up really quickly. I was really impressed and thought that this was actually a pretty good match and a pretty great showing for Logan Paul. I don't want to say that. I would be way happier to come and say. He was awful. It was terrible. They need to cut oh, we'll him. Get ter- he we'll looks get good, man. Celebrity. The frog splash through the table was, that a, was really cool, a yeah. great spot. Um, so that's going to be replayed a million times by WWE. Yeah. On, you're going to see that everywhere all the time. You're going to say, remember the time Logan Paul yeah. put Miz to the announce table? It's got 17 million hits on you on social media. <laughs> um, so I actually thought this was a pretty solid match. I don't know what you thought. I don't yeah. like saying that, but it's true. Yeah, I, I mean, I kind of like that. I'm, I'm not... As I'm, cause honestly, I just I don't want to like him, but it it was it was honestly pretty good, all things considered. And again, I'm still not like looking to, like I don't know, I just don't want celebrities around. But like I think he did pretty good, yeah. all things considered, for a celebrity. I'm that's still not what I'm here for, but um. And he's young enough and athletic enough that he'll become good, right? It's not like yeah. they're bringing in some older. It's never not going to feel weird for, for him to be around. And honestly, I wish it wasn't him, but. Uh, he did really good here. Um, like like just natural athleticism. Did. I was good. The announce table spot was obviously the highlight. Um, and yeah, he looked pretty good. I think Miz is also a good hand to have against. Oh, for sure. So credit uh, should go to him as for well. For sure. Like I don't think that'll get talked about a lot. No, you're right. I think he did pretty good. Um, Champa looks like an idiot in neon gear. But hopefully that is um, over. Yeah, but Seems um, I be. think this is this is pretty solid. All things considered, I think the opener was over much better, delivered. I would say. It, yeah, of course, yeah, over delivered. Yep. Um, better the two celebrities. Yep. Uh, we then get a Lesnar hype video. I'm not going into detail on any of the videos, and then we get a bizarre little segment here. Do you remember the maximum male model photo shoot that happened here? Yeah. Maxine Dupree says that the guys need some water, right? And then we get their sponsors' water bottles. And LA Knight back again. Yes, he was. Um, and then Man- <laughs> Mansoir and Masse, I feel dumb even Masse. saying that, pour water all over themselves while Max Dupree does a voiceover talking about the water. What is it like to like the whatever? You know they have a website? Yeah, I heard they yeah. do. The Maximum Male Models. Dot com. Yeah. Um, so anyways, it was a stupid sponsorship <laughs> it so, spot. Oh, it was awful. To titillate the juices of their guilty pleasures. There we go. Nice. Mm-hmm. You, can ap- you can apply. No, thanks. I remember I could have been a model. (laughs) (laughs) Now you can realize your potential. That's right. Um, We get a Roman Reigns hype video. And there's just too much time in between matches. And it bugs me on all of their PLEs. Look at that. Got that right. Nailed it. But I think part... still feels so wrong. I think part of it is, right, as Canadian people, we still have the WWE Network. So Americans are watching on Peacock. And I'm pretty sure there's commercials if you're using the free Peacock, whatever. 
So I think that might be why we Wait, get so many. Peacock? We get many of these. I thought you had to pay for it. There's a free level, I think, or a basic level. And then the more you pay, the less commercials and annoyance you get, I think. Oh, kind of like Spotify premium. I think so. So I think the, some of this might be where they put their commercials. But there's just a lot of filler between matches, it feels like, right, on these. And that was definitely one of them was that water Absolutely. commercial. Yeah. And like then like you have the packages specific to one person where it's clear like it is related to nothing. Yes. Oh, yeah. There, there's a, Was there a McIntyre one or something? Like someone who has no involvement on the did, show. That like plagued uh, Money in the Bank. It did. There, there was, was so, so many. Like Kevin Owens thing. He's nowhere on the show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, like yeah. He, we haven't seen him since like the Ezekiel match, which right. what happened to Ezekiel? Not that I care. No, uh, we then get the U.S. Championship match, which right now is like the main championship on Raw, right? Pretty much the only yeah. one there. So that is Theory taking on Bobby USA Lashley. They should be happy again. with that, right? Yes. They should not be. They should be appreciative for what they have. So Theory's kind of funny during his entrance. I don't know if you saw this. He's trying to like pose and take a selfie, and he drops the money in the bank case, which I don't think he meant to do. But anyways, um, Theory attacks Lashley with the Money in the Bank briefcase before the bell. Makes sense. Heel move taken on a much bigger baby face, so he needs that advantage, I guess. We get a rolling blockbuster by Theory early on. A dominator from Lashley. Theory escapes to the floor. Teases leaving altogether with the briefcase. Um, Lashley follows him out, sends him into the barricade a couple times. We get a rolling dropkick by Theory. This is my question. Why so many rolling moves? Like, we've already had two or three in the first few minutes of this by theory it's because one of those things right it doesn't add anything to anything yeah, it's a like bad i guess you look for waller you look fluid or graceful or whatever but it doesn't add any impact to anything it's just mm -hmm. a flourish 100 percent. yeah right? unless you find the odd time where you need to dive through the ropes to hit it that makes sense then anyways flatliner by lashley strike exchange followed by a lashley power slam theory leaps over a lashley spear attempt and lashley ends up running himself into the ring post we get another rolling move attempted by uh, Theory, but Lashley counters it with the Hurt Lock, and this match is over after six whole minutes. So I don't know. I, I don't have a ton of... We, I feel like we just watched that this, right? That one's you. That was me? Yeah. Nice. So I, this is just basically a dominant win for Lashley. I think kind of Vince is no longer around to look after Theory, right? So yep. it feels like uh, his feel booking like has changed direction. Theory is definitely failing. Yeah, it's just kind of like, I think it's just a correction, right? Like, you've been over-pushed. This is Vince right. just deciding. Theory is a main eventer, but not. Not now. Not now. Right. No. Um, it's either McIntyre Rollins, not Cross. Yeah. God, not Cross. So for me, this was a six-minute pay-per-view match. So how good is it going to be, right? Like, it was, it was fine. whatever. It was there. Um, and I, I don't it, remember much. It's the classic curse of winning the money in the bank, right? You win money in the bank, you lose until you combine with your like he's, your dad. He's a Vince pet project. Your surrogate so. father has been <laughs> fired. Surrogate father retired. Exactly. Um. Yeah. So that match, I don't know, did not move the needle for me. It was just there, and we've no, seen it right. before. A six minute, nothing really. Yeah. Uh. We then move on to a no disqualification match, which is the Mysterios, Papa Ray, and Son Dominic. Papa Ray taken on Judgment Day, which is Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Um, I with would like their to say... enforcer Rhea Ripley in the China role as well with them. Oh yeah, she is China, right? At this point, Pretty much. Yeah, she's the one doing all the physicality. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah. Um, one thing knows like they look so dumb in their entrance. Like who? Judgment Day. Oh yeah. It's just it's so stupid. Like they still have the, the heel theme Edge is using, and it's just like the most basic entrance. Like they're just walking in the ring like so. Like I can't tell if they're like supposed to be like these 
like big heels are they supposed to be like goth or not or like it seems since like edge left they sort of have lost their way even with edge what was the direction yeah i I don't don't know know. like i don't i don't know if they're supposed to be like these like bully heels or if they're supposed to be like this goth crew because believe me priest and ripley look freaking goth one of my questions is house of black light anyone yeah like and what the hell with balor Ballard, in what way does he fit the bill in? He doesn't. Maybe he does, but not not the not way they're as doing it. Not described so far. No, not and it's like he look his ring gear is so stupid. I hate it, and like um, they just look so lame walking to the ring like slowly. Like they're just devoid of any personality other yes. than that they're just like bullies, and a couple of them look kind of goth. And I do kind of. Like, the only interesting thing to me is that the woman is their muscle. I kind of like that. Yeah, that's, that's cool, but like. Why not implement that in something that doesn't suck? Right. So I think all of what you're saying uh, solidifies my first point, which is I really have no interest in this match, was my first note on this, right? And it's just kind of for that reason. Um, this group seems kind of directionless and pointless. perspective, they put the same match minus the no DQ stipulation on the Monday before. So on the go-home show, right. we saw this match. Right. So we get More it again. Or less. Uh, and this time, all four of them brawl to start. The heels get sent to the floor, and they look really dumb, waiting for Dominic to dive on them before Ray hits a moonsault. Yeah. So it's one of those let's huddle together for an uh, excruciatingly long time while this guy dives on us, right? Um, <laughs> here's a specific Jack note. Jack is mad that both teams, and you're right, that's why I wrote it down, both teams are respecting the tag rules in a no-DQ match. Like, Go ahead. Why is that there? <laughs> Any okay, as soon as you put a no DQ stipulation on there, it should be tornado tag. Because I Basically. think you could have tornado tag and there's still disqualifications, that's fine. But yeah. like once there's no rules, there should be no tagging. Like I don't what's the point of tagging? And my note here is to support what you're saying. Like, so this dark sort of whatever heel whatever faction they are. has fall fo- is following more rules than they have to. Any heel faction. Why would any heel do that? They're like, like we ever. don't have to wait and tag in nicely, but we're going to because why? I don't know. So you're right, it doesn't make so sense. So that we can allow a hot tag. But I guess because it allows them to isolate Dominic and make frequent tags, which they do. Because you can't do that in any other match. We get a broken arrow from Priest, followed by a slingshot stomp from Balor. We get an eventual Rey Mysterio hot tag. Balor introduces a chair, but Rey ends up using it on Priest. Yeah, like, for so much of this match, it's just like it's a normal tag match. I'm just like, what the hell? Like, there was almost no weapons for most of the match, and they're tagging. And I think my favorite move is here, where... You know where Ray does his sliding out to the ring? Yeah. And he did it with the chair? That yeah. looked pretty cool. I remember he did Ballard. that, like, uh, years ago, too, and I think he had the same reaction. It looks cool. We get a Balor shotgun drop kick to Ray, but Balor ends up taking a Hurricane Rana off the top from Ray. Double 619 is stopped by Ripley, and she drops Dominic on the apron, uh, leaving Ray all alone. Priest hits his south of heaven. The lights go out. There's fire, and who could possibly care? Edge is back. <laughs> With oh my a god! Slightly he looks, different look, I guess. He looks Short so stupid. He's basically just back to the radar uh, superstar yes, thing. That's right. But with stupid short hair, like he looks like a dad trying to like. He looks like a dad going through a midlife crisis, which maybe he is, because like well, he yeah. looks so ridiculous. I I didn't make a note of the crowd reaction because on WWE stuff there isn't a lot of point because they just pipe sounds in, right? But. I personally didn't care. Like, I was like, I didn't so? care. I was like, and honestly, like, he should have waited for his hair to grow back. So I think the short hair was 
a dumb choice, but it was only ever fitting for Judgment Day, and even then, I don't think it was necessary. So Edge obviously spears Balor and Priest, making them, I thought, look like geeks here, right? Like yeah. this old guy comes down and takes you both out, um, even though you can watch him coming down. Anyways, we get a double 619 to Finn Balor, a weak slingshot splash from Ray, and this one is mercifully... Oh, yeah, it was weak. Like, he barely got over. Right. Uh, this one is over after 11 minutes with the baby faces picking up the win. I don't know. This felt like a bland TV match to me. I didn't feel there was any heat to this. Even Edge returning agree. doesn't do anything for me. Um, I, th I felt like things were starting to pick up and then Edge interrupted and pretty much it was over at that point, right? So Yeah, this, it didn't really add anything to it me. It felt like filler to me, honestly. Like they needed Absolutely. a match on here. These guys have stuff going. Put them on there, right? So yeah. I, I wasn't a big fan of this one. We then get a Kevin Owens video package for some reason. Another one here, even <laughs> though he's not on this show anywhere. Where has he even been? I don't know. We then get a Pat McAfee, Baron Corbin, Happy, what is he now? Happy Corbin. Happy Corbin video package. Or bum-ass Corbin, depending on right. your oh, source. as the choir. Oh my God, that was annoying. I don't even know if that's in my notes. Oh, my notes so say sorry. McAfee's entrance was painful. McAfee's entrance is stuck. At least he didn't use Seven Nation Army again. But they which, had a choir oh, trying to get everyone to sing Bum Ass Corbin, remember? And then that played into his theme, too. It was awful. So the, it is Pat McAfee taking on Baron, sorry, Happy Corbin. Um, we get a super kick to Corbin right away, and McAfee is in control of this one. We get uh, a Hurricane Not a Young Buck super kick. Nope. No. It was kind of lame. Uh, Hurricane Rana off the top, and Corbin has to escape to the floor here. McAfee backflips off the ropes, lands on his feet but gets hit by a Corbin shotgun drop kick. Get a deep six by Corbin for two that pretty much always... He has a pretty nice move set, honestly, as much as I don't want. Some work. of his like, bigger moves at the very least I enjoy. He'd be like a dude in a video game I would use because his stuff looks cool. Anyways, uh, McAfee gets beeled onto the announce table at one point. Um, he does... McAfee does the thing where he... he I have kind of leaps to the top rope for a superplex, right? But it wasn't exactly he clean. Got it. He botched it pretty bad here. Uh, and then he's up on the top ropes, almost falls down, right? Like really struggles to maintain his balance, but hits. You can see Corbin really like Corbin should deserve. He deserves a lot of credit here for like really helping him like keep afloat, you know. Yep. Yeah. Um. So he hits a flipping senton to the floor onto Corbin. We get an inadvert inadvertent ref bump, a low blow kick by McAfee. It. So there's your baby I, face. I think the thing is McAfee used to do the um the panama sunrise right but no he did the punt kick but to he, the chest but whatever. he's done the he's done cole's signature too so i think this is his variation but i thought it looked lame it was like a code red it was like a panama sunrise into a code red but it looked almost more like just like a sunset flip i didn't think it looked good whatever it was wanted. horrible it was so, basically just like jumping from for a panama sunrise but then just switching it into a code red instead which is fine i don't think it looked good um so McAfee picks up the win, as I think, I assume we both predicted and most people in the yeah. world predicted after 11 minutes. So, I mean, this is the match where I think people need to maybe pump the brakes on how great Pat McAfee is in ring because I thought he looked pretty sloppy in this, right? There was... was how is he worse than Logan Paul? That's what I was just going to say. And because he's, we have a comparison, right? And say what you will, Pat McAfee, I know he was only a punter and I will say only a punter and I don't care if he's insulted by that. He was still a professional athlete and but people have just gone bananas because and i i was one that thought he looked pretty good too for like yeah, considering I, experience in level, nxt he was really cool actually remember but, so i think they're kind of asking him to do too much or whatever it's sort of for me like 
we need to back off on the Pat McAfee's great in-ring talk after this. Like, I don't think he was terrible here, but he's definitely uh, not looking he was, like... He was pretty bad. He's not looking like an experienced performer. Um, I know the crowd seems At to love him. At least train him a bunch more. Right. So I just thought this was kind of an ordinary match with nowhere near worthy of a pay-per-view either. Even Cole at one point did the whole, it wasn't a wrestling clinic, which is like when um, JR is like, it's bowling shoe ugly. Like that's their code for, we know this wasn't a very good match, right? I thought it was slow. Nothing really of consequence happened. Um, McAfee, like he used to get by McAfee by being like surprisingly competent for a non-wrestler, right? Yeah, but like I think his uh, Cole match was pretty solid. His war games uh, outing was pretty uh, decent too. Like I, NXT Pat McAfee was pretty solid. But now if he doesn't keep improving, right, we've seen it. It's not that impressive yeah, anymore. Yeah, you even said, like, before, and I agree, like, they keep acting like it's surprising. But, like, he does the same crap every time. Right. It's, it's like, not surprising anymore. It's not different. He, now he just kind of looks like a below-average performer, right? Because he's on the show every week. There's no aura. Right. Um, in this move, like, any move that was halfway complicated, he seemed to struggle a little bit yeah. with balance and delivery, he right? Yeah, perplexing, which he's, that's supposed to be, like, one of his huge things, and right. he couldn't even do that. And it, the finish looks crap as hell. I like, didn't like it. It, was, it wasn't good, and, like, yeah, like, and I don't like either of them, but Logan Paul far outclassed him. He did. I agree. So I thought this match was mostly boring. I can't say I'm super surprised by that, but I did not enjoy it. You? Um, no, I didn't like, it was that probably like one of my least favorite matches. Like it was just really boring. Yep. I, it was like, I think the only thing even close to how bad this was, was the, the other women's match, which I think I'd even like that better just cause it wasn't as long. I think, or it just wasn't as a, like, um, I don't know. It wasn't as bad. Yeah. Um, this, and it wasn't good. And, um, Corbin's not like Miz. I don't think like Corbin's going to bring out a good match in someone. No. He'll just kind of be competent enough exactly. to help him along but like not elevated in any way i agree um we then get another guy that has nothing to do with this show drew mcintyre comes out for some reason says stuff about facing yeah, actually, Sheamus. Yeah, at least came out on the show instead of getting a random right. package and he's mocking how many times brock and roman have faced each other that was kind a of funny shot there yeah which i appreciate we then get Jeff Jarrett making his entrance in his Ooh. sleeveless referee jersey. All credit to him. Looks like he's in terrific shape for being 50, whatever he is. Like, still looks good. But um, Works better than Flair did. Oh, yeah. Oh. So the Uso and Profits video highlighting their last match at what? Money in the Bank that I thought was yeah, fantastic. Yeah, that one was great. Love that match. So we're getting a rematch of that because that's what WWE does is just throw the rematches yeah, do. at you. So it is Street Profits versus the Usos for the Unified Tag Team Championships. Who did well, I pick in this? Undisputed Tag Did I pick Profits? We both did. Oh, good. At least you did, too. Um, wow, so that's nice. So the Street Profits have a kind of an interesting entrance here. They get the Tennessee Titans cheerleaders are out to do a routine. They kind of like a like another like kind of like Tennessee-inspired look. Or of course. There, there's a lot was. of white on their gear, which... Gotta love that. It so, yeah, always looks sweet. They were in Tennessee Titan-inspired entrance gear, at least. Um, so some details from this match. We get a backbreaker throat chop combo by the Usos early as they start to isolate Dawkins. And we get a lengthy chin lock included, which annoyed me. Because what universe do these teams need a rest hold? So soon, too. Right? So I didn't understand that decision. But anyways, um, my note. next note is, I'm just reading them as I have them. Wow, are the first few minutes of this boring dot, dot, dot. How is this possible, right? Like, how are these four 
who put on a great match. How, how is the first few minutes of this so boring? So the only possible answer is it's going to build into another amazing match, right? That's when it's forgivable for me because you're building a 25-minute classic. Maybe not. Well. Uh, Dawkins' insecurity allows him to finally make the hot tag to Ford, get a high crossbody by Ford right away, back suplex and a standing moonsault for two, a standing blockbuster by Ford, a pop-up neckbreaker by Jay Uso. We get a straps down for Dawkins, and he hits a flipping senton yeah, over the top. Yeah, that was weird, because I was like, when has he ever done that? To both, he's got to find that babyface fire for when <laughs> uh, when Ford turns on him and breaks up the group, I feel like. Uh-huh. Well, um, Ford heel, really. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I, know I don't the, know. Ford is... I think eventually the money's in babyface for him. I but... see Dawkins turning heel. I mean, I don't think that's really great. I don't... Dawkins is going to get lost in the shuffle, man absolutely I, I, don't, I don't even think he's bad i don't think they have to like maybe split like could be a new they day will. thing i guess yeah but like could. i would see more dawkins as heel was i don't think would be great but i think, I think end ford, game, ford is too hot i think end game ford's a money face but if you want to start him out singles start him out as a heel and let i him don't know turn. about that but anyways spinning neckbreaker by dawkins for two pounce into a back suplex by the profits which i think is a cool new sort of move they've added uh, super kicks to Dawkins, Uso splash from Jimmy for a two count. Commentary are talking about how great Jeff Jarrett yes, is. Yes, I a remember. Ref. Yeah, and he's not. I don't understand the point of him in this. Really he's still. refereeing he's competently. Anything. Wow. Yes. Um, yeah, I don't. Why him? And also, why did what? I okay, maybe I understand having like a guest referee, but like. What does he have to do this? Or like, I don't know. They could not have done a guest referee. Like it doesn't. I, really... I didn't think it added anything. I don't think he came in to play very much, right? I guess he, could, he did. Like, a, a... Have it like, but just do best two or three. That worked, right? Yeah. Two or three falls tag match. That works. So Jarrett does get involved because he catches an USO foot and sort of spins him around right into a dock and suplex, followed by a forward splash for a near fall. Oh, it's probably the spine buster. You know, like, I forget what they call it. Uh, Ford kind of super kicked as he attempts to dive to the ring to the, to the outside. Uh, he ends up getting dumped over the barricade, and that leads to super kicks and the 1D for Dawkins, and the Usos retain the titles again. Um, so I think the match did pick up in the second half, but nowhere near as entertaining as the previous Money in the Bank match. Yeah, um, I didn't find myself like enjoying it. No, that the first much. few minutes were kind of a grind, right? And at only 13 minutes, the match wasn't long enough to overcome that. If you want to start out slow... And you have a 20-minute match that builds and builds, and by the end, it's frantic and amazing. Or like the Fine, FTR match. Like, that started out slow, but right. that had time to build more. Exactly. Obviously, they're not going to go, like, 40-something minutes, but no. still. So by the end, I don't think this was a bad match, but it paled in direct comparison to a match that they had at the last pay-per-view. Right? That's Which one of wasn't the, even a month ago. Right. One of the issues of just doing oh, rematch... From, from SummerSlam, I mean. Doing rematch after rematch is, like, we have very clear comparisons for things right mm. and this one did not compare well no so you have the usos retain yet again kind of anticlimactic right nothing seems to ever change at the top of the card right now on main roster it's getting kind of boring i would maybe it already is well into being boring but i'm not sure why like to me you're kind of killing the street profits if you aren't separating them because why would i ever believe that if you decide to elevate them, why would I ever believe in the profits? They've had a million chances and they can't get it done, right? Right. So and they already have had two on. title runs uh, separately right. with the tag titles. So I don't know. Um. So yeah, it wasn't. I thought it was by the end of it, it was an okay match, a decent match, but not as nearly as good as their Money in the Bank. Mm-hmm. 
Charlotte then video package again to kill some time because she's not on this show either. And we're kind of like haven't seen her in forever. Heck, I forgot. I actually forgot she that she existed. I thought she hadn't been in a while, around in a while, but it, it was like her last match was probably WrestleMania backlash, which I thought it was longer than that. But right. Even then, that, that's a decent while. So to fill some more time, Riddle comes to speak in the ring. Um, oh. Security don't want him there, but he refuses to leave and he calls out Seth Rollins. Seth freaking Rollins. Seth comes out. They briefly brawl, and he simply hits a curb stomp to Riddle, right? And that was it. There was no match for Rollins. What the hell, nope. Trips? Nope, that was it. Um, we then Ricky. get a recap of Liv-, Liv Morgan winning Money in the Bank, cashing in on and defeating Ronda Rousey at Money in the Bank. So we got to get a rematch of that, obviously, because that's what we do here in WWE is just give you the same match again. Did you like it the first time? We'll have it six <laughs> no. more times. Cause... To be fair, that was a cash and match. But to, I guess. But to, True. To be even more fair, this would, it, it wouldn't be good. So. so SmackDown Women's Championship, as I dubbed it, aggressive eye makeup the match. They both have, and I'm, I'm not saying it doesn't look good or bad. Uh, who am I? But aggressive eye makeup on both of these women. Um, judo flip right away from Ronda. Step up knee by Ronda that I thought looked pretty good. Judo throw Ooh, by Rousey. Oh, I think two. it was Basler. Uh, you're right. Codebreaker by Morgan. Oblivion's countered by Rousey. She goes for an armbar. Morgan counters that into the rings of Saturn. Ronda stands up, put, uh, but we get a crucifix driver from Liv for a two count. Armbar by Rousey. Liv has to get to the ropes. And one more time, uh, same thing. Officials are now checking on Liv. Armbar, but Ronda's shoulders are down. And the ref counts three as Liv is tapping out. I think at two is the point. So yeah, Liv, Liv Morgan, I decided to spell it with an E. Uh, Live Morgan. Wait. Oh. She, she retains in less than five minutes. So, of course, as I predicted, Rousey heel turns. She snaps, attacks Liv Morgan and the referee after the match. Um, so we both pick Morgan. A five-minute match. I honestly thought, yeah, like, so, or, there, not one thing I did like about this is Rousey looked like she was being pretty rough with Liv, right? And throwing her she around. On her. So it made it a little bit more interesting. But again, at the end of the day, a five-minute championship match on a major pay-per-view with a finish that seems to suggest things might continue. I don't know where they went on and TV with this, but... They make Liv look so weak. Talking about... Paper talking champion. Talking about doing her a huge disservice right. like i already would not like she's already for me not believable to be anyone and they just definitely made that worse like she got dominated for five minutes and like and she technically tapped, didn't even win and tapped out yeah like that's your champion yeah like i it don't believe she could be anyone except maybe Aaliyah. Like, like neither of our live morgan fans but but i think there's a place for her right in there a women's is, division but like but as the champion, no. And as a champion who's getting dominated and winning. She's just got her ass kicked. Right. And she's going to get her ass kicked again. So I'm not sure how this helps Liv Morgan. Maybe there's a plan. But I... I don't know. She's going to Other than I thought Rousey looked good ragdolling her around a bit. I but didn't... now what does Rousey do? Because I don't... Is she sticking around? Is she ditching again? I, Who knows? I, I don't find her interesting. So no. it doesn't. this heel turn doesn't make her more interesting. And I guess this was basically the story of Liv Morgan surviving a match against a killer and yeah, finding like, a counter. But and she tapped out too. It's like, in what universe does Liv Morgan survive an armbar that many times? You know how many times Rousey applies an armbar and people tap out immediately? How did Liv Morgan start? Like, that She's is not believable. Tough. You know how much you have to suspend your belief for that? Like, right. No. 
no, I so again, just a five minute championship match on one of your big four pay per views. Yeah, so, not sure. a not a great one. Um, Mayor Kane, the piece of garbage that he is, is in the ring summoning fire. That's all the attention he gets from me. It was the um the uh, attendance thing. Sure. Yes, him exaggerating the attendance. Then we get a Brock Roman Reigns recap video with a little bit of theory mixed in there as well ahead of our main event which is brock lesnar challenging roman reigns for the undisputed whatever wwe championship blah 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 <laughs> brock drives out a tractor and does his own introduction which i thought was in so this match man it was a... cool because he, he tossed the mic and roman caught it perfectly like no effort that was cool there's a lot of spectacle and sports entertainment here right which um I don't know. We'll, we'll talk about it, I guess. So Brock jumps off the bucket of the tractor onto Reigns to start the match. We get a belly-to-belly from Brock on the floor. Another one off the steps to the floor. They fight outside the ring. Brock is in control the entire time early on here. Um, Brock botches memory botch jumping up onto the barricade um, hmm. briefly there. But yeah. then he suplexes Roman on the floor yet again. Uh, Lesnar Samoan dropped through a table uh, and then hit in the head with the ring steps. We get a Superman punch, then another, then a spear, but Brock gets up. Reigns takes a spine buster through a table at ringside. Lesnar gets in the tractor, uh, but he gets out to hit Reigns with the ring steps, then a piece of a table that actually looked kind of cool. Reigns gets up at the eight count here. Brock puts Reigns into the shovel of the tractor, lifts him up, and dumps him in the ring. Again, that looked really lame. A spectacle, but that's what my notes from. Really, it's no higher than the ropes. A little bit anti-climax. Yeah, like, well, and it's cool. like the way he fell out. It's just like he flopped out. Because then to me, it was like you could get more impact getting shoved off the top rope. Yeah, like marks for trying something different, but it, that spot didn't look amazing. No. Yeah. German suplex by Brock. Then two more. Uh, Reigns gets up and Brock hits him immediately with an F5, but Reigns gets up yet again. We get a guillotine by Roman, reversed by Brock. Brock releases the hold. Rain gets up at nine. Lesnar uses the tractor, this is the big spot, right, to lift one corner of the ring, which forces Reigns to roll to the floor. Again, another cool spectacle, visual, sort of like something new, right? We've had the ring collapse. We've had um, people be slammed through the ring. We've had people reach up through the ring. So at least they did something different here. I will give the mark yeah. for that for sure. Uh, the Usos get involved here. I don't here, know how effective it is. but But end up getting taken out. Heyman gets in Brock's face and gets F5 through the announce table that looked pretty good. Yeah, I was like, really, you're going to... I think it was cool. It was kind of funny. But, like, if you're Brock, you're going to waste the table spot on just taking out Heyman. I guess so. Which serves you no benefit. Uh, Reigns then spears Brock Lesnar. Both men are down. Theory comes out, hits Reigns with the case, uh, but takes an F5 before he can cash in. So it's one of those bait and switch cash-ins where it's right. not... Standard. Standard not issue. Yeah. Usos take out Brock with super kicks, but he gets up and takes an immediate spear from Reigns. A referee obviously counts, but Brock is able to get up at nine. Reigns attacks Lesnar with the money in the bank case, but Brock still is able to get up. Reigns hits a belt shot, but Brock once again is able to get up before the 10 count. Another belt shot to Lesnar. Uh, bloodline then bury Lesnar under a bunch of furniture, broken Classic. tables and whatnot. Rain stands on the pile. You as, go from something new to something like not new. As the ref counts and Roman Reigns retains his championships after 23 minutes. Pick that easy. Well, people absolutely loved this match, right? I've heard this is the best last man standing match ever. This was, I just listened to a podcast that I really respect and they said this match was pretty much perfect. No. Um, 
I think it was a good WWE match. I like, think it's good for main roster, but by no means perfect. I was sports entertained. I'll say that, right? Like, I think the spot with the tractor but... was... Like, the action, let's be real, was plodding but physical, right? It's what you expect. Here's a couple suplexes, walk, walk, walk. Superman punch, walk, walk, walk. Table spot, walk, 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 right? So that's fine. Uh, it's never my favorite style, but I get it. Um, I don't know. You got run-ins and interference. Like, I think this was a good match, and I was sports entertained, but as sports entertainment is not my preferred type of wrestling there's a there's a ceiling on that for me right so um knowing that brock wasn't going to be winning because i didn't think he was took away some of the drama from this for me the tractor spot i honestly thought was a good use of that and something unique that will make this match memorable right like we'll remember remember summerslam when they brought the tractor out and lifted the ring yeah and it at least is playing into brock's current stick so again like a good match i was sports entertained but i'm not like i this is going to sound like a crazy take, but honestly, I prefer matches like um, Danielson and, and Garcia that we just got, right? Like, and people uh, are going to, people will skewer us for that. But like, yeah, this was a good match. I'm not saying it wasn't, but it's just not the type of match for me. Just, um, but opinion, well executed. FTR Briscoe's was more of a air quotes, perfect match. But I would say it was a good match. Uh, yeah, you, it was solid. Yeah, nothing amazing, right? I don't know. It wasn't like, I'm going to say sports entertained. It's like, I don't know, it's a good sports entertainment thing, but I wasn't particularly entertained right. to put it that way. So overall, uh, um, the show was a mixed bag for me. The opening match was my match of the night, and the segment that followed were the, the best things on this show. It peaked very early this show. Um giving me some hope for the main roster and an interesting faction being introduced. The main event yeah. was a spectacle that I, I mostly enjoyed. I didn't love it, but I, I, I enjoyed it, and it was definitely a spectacle. Uh, Logan Paul impressed me in his match as much as I hate to admit it, but the rest of the card, like in between the opener and the main event, felt kind of uninspired and bland to me. Um, There's a pretty good tag title match in there, but again, paled in comparison to one we just saw between those same teams. So I'm giving it a not a great grade i know people loved SummerSlam. i've seen a lot since we waited a week to do it i've already read and listened to a bunch of stuff but for me this was a c plus show you got an awesome opener and an awesome segment tied to it and a pretty enjoyable main event and then in between there to me nothing memorable yeah you um yeah i, I thought the opener like just the whole package with the returns to the match was pretty great um i love that whole shebang i thought that was great i thought paul was actually fine like, he was I'd, um and love it, but I thought it, I thought it was perfectly fine. And then, like, yeah, like a lot of the mid card was just like, I'm trying, I'm trying to remember like SmackDown Women's Title match, Black McAfee Black Tag Title match, fine. Uh, U.S. Title match, too short. Right. Um, so nothing much. And the main event, like, I guess it's a good main roster thing, but I don't particularly love it, so I can't even say like that. Yeah. Helps the show a ton for me. Um. It was an okay main roster show, but it's also SummerSlam, so I guess I'd go like. I feel like you're a bit lower than me, maybe a C. Uh, I went C plus. I'll go C plus. You're yeah. a nice boy. <laughs> yeah. Um. I. I will like Triple H is at least like he's starting to make waves, and we'll agree get more of that soon. We will. Um. So that's gonna wrap up our SummerSlam. You win by one. Summer. Hey, I won by one. Nice. I, I got you were on a three. Tally, so at least a three pay per view streak. So. ROH and SummerSlam are documented nice um so that finishes up our SummerSlam reviewers take a slight detour into the world of wrestling trivia in a segment we like to call off the top of his head 
All right. So for trivia today, I know, I think we've talked about NXT before, but I found a pretty cool trivia thing that we're going to use here from, where's it from? Funtrivia.com. Oh, I thought you were going to say Kadaddle. And some, no, Kadaddle days are over. So these seem to be like checked and vetted a little <laughs> bit better, but we'll see. I'd um, hope so. So there's a lot of questions here, so I can use it for multiple weeks. Some of them very hard, some of them not. So let's begin. Which, um, this one's tough. Which American heavy metal band opened NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3? I have options if you'd like them. Yeah, I'll probably know once I Metallica, hear it. Metallica, Pantera, Guns N' Roses, Code Orange. Code Orange. Correct. Which I only know that because they did the Fiend team. I feel like this is one you'll know. Sanity faced Ty Dillinger, Roderick Strong, Ruby Riot, and which other NXT superstar in the opening match of NXT TakeOver Orlando? So Dillinger, Roderick Strong, Ruby Riot, and one other superstar. Ashisona. Correct. Very I good. remember that. They were against Sandy, and Sandy had eye makeup. Nice. <laughs> wow, the details you remember. And then uh, some of them were in the Andre Battle Royal the next day. Nice. Um, which former Ring of Honor World Championship holder was part of the NXT TakeOver San Antonio pre-show panel? Uh, Ring of Honor World Championship holder. Aries? No. So your options are Aries, Daniel Bryan, Loki, Nigel McGuinness. Nigel McGuinness. Correct, because he's a commentator. Yeah. Pretty sure you're going to know this one. NXT TakeOver Toronto was held the night before which WWE pay-per-view? Which one? Uh, 2016. Survivor Series. Correct. 2019 one was the SummerSlam one. Where we were. Yep, that's the one we went to. Right. And uh, that, the first one was the DIY Revival. Right. I feel like you're going to know this one. Which NXT superstar did Austin Aries face in the opening match of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2, Electric Boogaloo? Oh, ah. Uh, I don't want to say it was. I feel like it was either Noe Jose or Hideo Tommy. You are correct. Pick one. Noe Jose. Correct. And I'm glad you didn't ask for options because their options were No Way Jose, No Way Mose, No Way Bose, and No Way Doze. What? So I'm glad you did not ask for the options there. Which, wow, I would not know this one. Let's see what you know. Which NXT, that's wrong. I'm going to read it as written. It's another one oh, of those. God. Which NXT diva, gross, did Dana Brooke face at NXT TakeOver Respect? Bailey? No. Emma? No. Carmella? It was, it, this was this person's NXT in-ring debut defeated Dana Brooke. I don't know. Options? Sure. Nia Jax, Carmella, Asuka, Emma. Nia Jax. No. Asuka. Correct. She debuted in 2015. Hmm. I guess, apparently. I would thought 2016. She made her pro wrestling debut in 2004. That's a detail wow. included here. Who is the first NXT women's champion? Paige. Correct. Uh, that's too hard, I think. What? Which Florida city hosted NXT TakeOver the end? Orlando? It's not, no. It's not one I've even heard of. So oh, okay. Winter Park. I don't I even could know give what that you is. Infinite guesses, I feel like, and you're not going to yeah. get that. I try not to go crazy. Which NXT superstar announced his retirement from wrestling at the NXT TakeOver 3 R Evolution pre show? Tyson Kidd? No. He is now a commentator. Regal? Former tag team champion in oh. NXT. Wait, maybe. Oh, Graves. Yes, Graves. Can't believe you forgot him. 
Um, a lot of these are hosted whatever panel. Like, who's going to know that, right? Who cares? <laughs> Which match was the first match to be contested? So I'm guessing the opener at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. Opening match? Some might suggest, is this the greatest match ever? Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so not, what is not it? Not the one you're thinking of. No. Uh, the one you want was Philadelphia. No, it's so then that's one of the Gargano Andrade ones. Correct. First Gargano Andrade, I think, because then there was the second one in Philadelphia, and then there was the third one when Gargano, uh, got ousted from NXT because Champa screwed him. Right. Which match opened NXT Takeover Chicago? Hints. It wasn't the ladder match, was it? It was not, I don't think. Okay. No, wait, that was the main event. Cause so you've got somebody still in NXT versus somebody in Impact. Was it rude in... Uh, no. No. Canadian boy. From Impact. Rude? No. Part of Team Canada. Right faction. Oh, was it EY and Dillinger? EY and, not Dillinger, somebody still in NXT. Roddy? Correct. Which? That's not a memorable takeover in general. Which NXT women's superstar won the 2016 Superstar of the Year Award? Asuka? Correct. Why wouldn't it be Asuka? Exactly. That's what I'm saying to you. Which NXT superstar returned from injury to confront Austin Aries at NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 2? Returned from oft injured in NXT during his time there. Is no longer there. Has returned to... I don't know. It has returned to Japan. Oh, Atami? Correct. These are hard, eh? Some of them? I forgot about him. Yeah, he was uh, definitely Lame. did not get a lot done there. Which tag team won the Dusty Rhodes Tag Team Classic at NXT TakeOver Respect? Balor and Joe. Correct. Very good. Um, this wrestler had a massively successful debut at NXT TakeOver Dallas, defeating Sami Zayn. Nakamura. Correct. Um, which former holder of the Ring of Honor World Heavyweight Championship made his NXT debut at NXT TakeOver 3, our evolution? Former ROH champion. No. Owens? Yes. Or Kevin Steen, if you want. I don't. You don't. Which WWE diva faced Becky Lynch in a dark match before NXT TakeOver 2 Fatal 4-Way went Why on Why would I air? know that? I don't know. I have no idea. Paige. Uh, that was hard. Oh. I'll try and get you a, a decent one. Uh, let's see here. Andrade competed in the second match of NXT TakeOver Orlando against who? TakeOver Orlando. Was it Black? It was Aleister Black. Very good. Ironic, because uh, that's the... I feel like that was Black's debut. Um, but it's funny, because so that, that's Black's baby match, probably. Uh, that would have been the Mania Takeover for Mania Thirty Three, right? And then a year later, Takeover New Orleans, which is Mania Thirty Four Takeover. Black beat Andrade for the title, right? So uh, I'll do a couple more here. I think Andrade wore silver in that match. The couple second more. one. Which NXT male wrestler won 2016 Male Superstar of the Year at Takeover San Antonio? 
You won it at San Antonio. Oh, wait, because, okay. I think they announced them. It was either Nakamura or Joe or Nakamura. It was one of those. Nakamura. Correct. Last one. Don't think this is hard. Which NXT, NXT superstar entered NXT TakeOver Toronto with a choir singing his theme song? Rude. Correct. Dur. Right. All right, good job. So I might continue with that one next week. So I made it up to, I'll make a note of what question I stopped at. And we will get ready to go back to an in-depth review, this time looking at Wednesday night's episode of AEW Dynamite. Uh, so we open with Orange Cassidy versus Jay Lethal, kind of on the back of, I guess, the Rampage match last week, which was yeah, uh, the, trio, the trio's affair. And just coming into this episode... Um, of Dynamite, I was really interested because last week I really... Last week set off a lot of... Exactly. They, I, to me, they significantly elevated Starks, Jungle Boy, and Garcia, and you could even argue Hobbs, right, in one show. They really went, Hook. here's four or five young guys that we're getting a little more attention to, and it feels like because the Ring of Honor pay-per-view is done, because I feel like they, they got, have more time to they got like, bogged down in building a little bit, that, yeah. Right? So I feel like they've been sort of freed from that, and the show's picked up. So I was excited to watch this episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so some notable sort of suicide dive by Cassidy. Uh, Lethal's targeting Cassidy's left foot, stomping on the stairs a bunch. Um, uh, there's a figure four by Lethal. Uh, target that more. Uh, Lethal blocks the Tilt World DUT. Kind of turns into a Lethal combination for two, which is kind of cool. It was cool that we transitioned less so like I don't lethal combination never looks super impactful in my opinion. Right. Like it's a cool move to have, but I don't know why that's like a signature move that he tries to pin off of. I I I don't ever envision that because it's him a putting kind of you know two I mean? cool moves together. It is cool, yeah, but like I feel like it's just like it's more of like a motion where it's like I don't, I don't it doesn't look super impactful. Like I think it's a solid move, but yeah, I don't think you should be trying to get balls off of that because I don't it never I don't works. see that happening. Uh, this diving t DDT by Cassie and then tilt world DDT for two. Uh, gets a near fall with a beach break, and then eventually Lethal picks up the win. Finch comes with the Lethal injection. Uh, Post match, Dot tells her credit to give it for Lethal, says that was amazing. He's, and then Lethal says Wardlow got involved in their business last week. If Wardlow is listening, he'll put Cassie in figure four and break his leg. He's about to best friends come down. Then Wardlow makes his way down and uh, clears the ring like they the heels flee. Dot says it isn't fair. Challenges Wardlow to defend the, t- the TNT title against Lethal at Battle of three tonight. So mm-hmm. maybe we prove that it's only three matches. Didn't best so. friends come out in like stacked on each other's shoulders in a trench coat to be taller than Satnam Singh? Did you not make a note of that? I don't know. I laughed at it because it reminded me of I, I I don't know. You don't know the show, but I watch BoJack Horseman, and there's one character where it's two kids in. Oh, a tre- I know that. I two kids in a it, trench but... coat, and that's their character. So yeah, that's what best friends were doing. Um, I don't know. I thought this was a really good competitive match. I liked it quite a bit. Got a lot of time. There's something about Lethal when he's in control of a match that I quite enjoy, and I can't really put my finger on it. I'm going to try and pay attention going forward, really? but I do like him, yeah. Uh, and Cassidy, as much as I say like I'm not the biggest fan of his gimmick, like he keeps having matches that I like, right? I don't know what else <laughs> I can say, but I thought uh, another good match for him. I Were you surprised by the finish? I definitely was. Why? I just didn't think Lethal was going to win. Uh no I I don't know I didn't really know what to expect I guess it kind of makes sense in hindsight but at the time because I was just thinking Lethal's been sort of booked as like the talented veteran who doesn't win that often and it feels to me like it's just a match that gets Cassidy back on the winning track right I thought for sure Cassidy was winning um so I like being surprised I don't have a problem with that I just did not expect the win 
Um, Sanjay Dutt feels like he's playing more of a character the last couple weeks in his promos that I'm not sure I'm enjoying as much. He seems like he's going a bit over the top with it, right? So, um, I don't know. I, obviously, Lethal's going to be the next guy sacrificed to Wardlow, which is fine. Um, at least Cassidy already set the precedent of like a good competitive match with Wardlow, right? So it maybe doesn't have to be a squash. But I actually thought this was a really good match. I liked it. You? Um, yeah, I thought it was fine. I didn't particularly find it super exciting. Um, it was a little weird, Lethal one, but I guess in hindsight, it makes more sense setting up a match for Battle of the Belts, which is today. So mm-hmm. it's kind of weird. Like they're kind of setting up stuff last minute. Which we don't get on TV until 2.30 a.m. Mm-hmm. Not cool. Uh, Lisa looks solid here, but in general, I don't think his signing's been overly useful. Like, I think he's solid sometimes, but I don't. He's not particularly exciting to me, and like he he's a solid hand, like, and he's like a veteran, but like honestly, he's not doing a lot. He's not gonna have a lot of upward mobility, so I don't know. I feel like the signing could have been better spent elsewhere. And also on the same show, they signed him and Swerve. Like, yeah, I don't think they need to sign both. So I think Lisa's been doing fine, but I don't know. It's just like he's not really doing much for me. Um, Cassie was solid as well. Another solid match for him. Um, the, uh, the post match stuff was fine as well. Um, Wardlow versus Lethal, cool, I guess. Yeah. Not fine. really watching the show for that. No. I'm watching it for Takeshita. Me too. Heck yes. Uh, next we get the um return of the undisputed elite. The young bucks are also there. Yes, everybody um, except the- Kenneth. Hmm. No Kenny yet. Kenneth Omega. Uh, Cole says it's great to be back. He says he is still not cleared. But he has been thinking a lot, and he is thinking what they can fix. He says they are five of the very best, and he talks about loyalty. And say so he came to AEW because of the Bucks. He's traveled on the road with Kyle Riley and Fish, and loyalty is everything. And he moves to the Trios tournament. Uh, Cole says there is nothing he would love more than for the, than for them to win the titles. But if he and Kyle Riley aren't cleared, and the Bucks won't choose Bobby, they can't do the tournament. And then he corrects and says they won't be physically capable of doing it in Undisputed Era, as I will refer to them as, because that is better. Uh, they attack the Bucks. They're about to do like one of those ankle chair things until Hangman Page makes a save. And he offers his hand, he pulls Matt up, and then he exits the ring. So the Hung Bucks cool. are reunited. Hung Bucks, I saw that. Yeah, that, I think they said that on commentary. One of them called. Them oh, that. I saw that in like the Bleach Report thing that you sent me. Yeah, um, thought that was funny. Yeah, so I, I thought another really productive segment that I was entertained by. Right, so you get Undisputed Era go full heel which I think is good for them, and it helps yes. further establish the Bucks as baby faces, right? Which is the goal right now. Um, you are also getting Hangman back in the orbit of the main event people. I think that helps. And it already is creating some prestige for the new trios titles, right? Um, so do you think Cole, he's right about he and O'Reilly not being cleared? Because I feel like this is like, He's taking out his friends to stop them from winning the trios belts. Like to me, this it could be a ruse because why would you bring them back if they're not ready? It feels like the finals of this tournament now have to be these two. Whether it's Hangman or Omega, right? I, how do you? Okay, how do you make it Omega? Like, let's say that's still the plan. How does that work? If he, he comes back now. and the Bucks were just toying with Hangman, ha ha ha. But now they're we heel again with your too. Emotions again. Yeah, I guess not. I don't know. Yeah, so maybe so, this is the. And I'm wondering, endgame. and then if Cole and O'Reilly really aren't cleared, then I don't quite know where this goes either. But I still thought it was interesting, and we have several characters and factions like evolving, right? Which I like. 
Um, Hangman is like inching closer to joining the Bucks, which is kind of interesting. We all know as that'll be saying, interesting with the Dark Order, and we all know that Omega is looming there. So I I found that this is really interesting stuff is going on right now. And for me, AEW is hot with their storytelling because they've just sort of. I think this is an example of good storytelling with established talent this week, whereas last week they did a lot of really nice building for some of their younger talent. So yeah. I thought this was good. Um, I'm just wondering where it goes from here, but I guess that's good At too. At least there's they've, multiple directions this could go. They've got me intrigued, right? Yeah, and it's not like where you can kind of fully see what's going to happen. Cause like, like I said, I don't know. Like, let's say Omega is still involved. Right. I don't know how that works. Let's say that they're not cleared i don't know how that works if they are cleared fantastic if they're not because con was basically on the record saying the trios belts will come when kenny's back right like that so, so i would assume that would coming. that's what i thought this was is right we were right about the bucks heel turn or sorry undisputed era heel turn but no omega yet so that's kind of weird because like like you said yeah like con's literally said it's gonna be omega right or like that omega will be back which heavily implied like all but confirms that omega would probably win the titles with the bucks so like i don't know how you still go about that maybe like they just can't do that so they're gonna introduce it but like yeah or maybe know. they are gonna get there in some creative way right so i i don't know i like the segment and it's a lot of possibilities so i i kind of liked it yeah me too um i thought it was a solid promo from quality because there's like a couple hints and that probably like you could see him kind of hinting it throughout yep and then at least i thought so and then i was really hoping this would be omega tonight as i figured that the heel turn would come maybe omega shows up soon but it's cool as hangman i'm happy about that too like and now i like i said i don't know how you put omega into this if you even can anymore yeah i don't know so i don't know we'll see how that goes yep. but um this is interesting for sure i thought so uh next we get a mox promo he said he didn't care who wins the match tonight between jericho and yuda which i'm sure will be barn burner mm-hmm uh moxley talked about how uh when the bell rings he's trying to hurt his opponent break them spill their blood he does not care <laughs> he said he won't stop moxley says that he gets no days off which is why he's the best at this um mox said uh maybe jericho wins or maybe yuda wins but whoever wins better be ready to face him next week well we know yuda has before mm-hmm. <laughs> uh moxley said when you step in the ring with him it's not a game yeah i mean Awesome promo from Mox, as always. I think, like, he's compensating, kind of, character-wise, which I like, by being just the interim champion, right? By constantly defending it against strong opponents all the time, because that's... Which is basically then a real title. Which I think this is, is really cool, right? He is elevating people through both his promos and his in-ring work. Keshta. Right? So he's just... Roosh. He's helping people exactly. He got Roosh really noticed there and Brody King. Like so he's elevating people both with words and actions. So I think he's having a great Yeah, he's run. gonna elevate Jericho. And sure it's only, you know, interim, but again, he's defending it against people constantly. So I thought this was a really good Unpopular promo. Popular take. I would much prefer he beats Punk uh for the real title. And I don't think that'll happen. Unfortunately, I highly doubt it. Yeah. But controversial opinion i would much rather moxley be champion again. i mean of all the people who are out right now i miss punk the least like i missed Br- danielson way more cole. I, I missed cole more miss kyle o'reilly I more miss, than punk i miss omega more right oh, i so, absolutely miss omega more i i yeah. mean i think punk's been doing well but i think I'm, that's because like i i like for me i think the punk i'm not missing more it's like it's a combination of a few factors like one i never wanted him to be champion yeah two 
he was champion for a week. A minute, yeah. And three, I think Mox has been doing a fantastic job as interim champion. Yep. Whereas the the Guevara interim champion felt unnecessary. I think Mox is doing a fantastic job, like yep. picking up the slack where it should be. So, and we're not the biggest Punk people. No, and there's with. also that. But like, I, if if Punk had like a solid run before he got injured, maybe I I'd, I'd sure. miss him more. But like, honestly, at this rate, like Punk is kind of at towards the end of the road. Like, I don't, I still don't get why he had the title. And I think Mox is doing a fantastic job. I think you deserve a, a like a full on second run. And I don't think Punk really needs the title. I think like when if they when they do the unification match, I really hope it's Mox. I yeah. don't. I'm not super confident that it would be, but I don't I, think it will. Be. I really hope it's Mox because I think he's doing great. And you know what's kind of weird is that Jericho's saying that if he wins, he'll be the first two-time champion because Moxley's interim run doesn't count. But then, but then he would be. He, yeah also maybe he's like saying one. first two-time le champion because that's his gimmick but like that was my first thought too because it's like if the interim title doesn't, count, doesn't count then that Mox, applies to jericho right. too it wouldn't count for you but then it also counted for guevara because guevara's well i mean he technically won it properly and then if but... it does count you're not the first two-time champ <laughs> so either way you're <laughs> so screwed bud but anyway just the thing i thought if that's funny. like yeah that, that was kind of the thought i had but um, so a good promo. Always, I like how he's just like. Oh yeah, he's great on the mic. He has res- he he'll respect people, but then just kills them. Yep. Uh, doesn't get me more into the match by- at Quake by the Lake, but uh, he always cuts a good promo, so he that's sure okay. does. Yep. Uh, there's Chris Cage interview, not because Jungle Boy jumps out of a car and attacks him. He's taken away. I was gl- I glanced and so I saw a car and then I saw like, Jungle Boy get taken away. So at first I thought it was he- it was it was attempted hit and run. <laughs> yeah, I was. <laughs> I mean, the point is, right, it's adding to, like, it's giving Jungle Boy some edge. Like, he's not just the innocent, high-flying In addition kid, to his uh, scruffy right? facial hair. He's, like, big mad. So it's, it's just <laughs> creating a little bit of edge for Jungle Boy. So that's big, fine, big I think. Big mad. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this was fine. Um, yeah, it wasn't much. It was a short thing. Yep. And I guess, like, the maybe the 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 show run sheet got mixed up because the women's match is on already. What? What? So, it, do you th- like honestly? And I, I, I feel like is this because maybe Brit is a bigger star and like they put it in a different. But even spot? so, because it's been in the same spot before the main event for months. She's but she's had like matches on TV before, like arguably when she was bigger, like and it's still been in the slot. So I assume that they're listening to our podcast and they're yeah, like, that's what I thought you were gonna say. And I was like, obviously, put women in the same spot. Why not switch it up? So they yeah, did. You guys got you're take... right. So in you're the first, welcome, everyone. In the first hour. In the first hour, yeah. And was... I don't know. Maybe it helped the match. Mm-hmm, but I'll maybe. get to my thoughts on the match. Maybe. Um. So we have Jamie here and Britt Baker versus everyone's favorite tag team. Not well, everyone except me. Uh, thunderstorm. Yepper. Love thunderstorm. Yeppers. Would you care to comment on? <laughs> I snuck in a yeppers. Yeppers. When Yeesh. I, when I tell you about yeppers. <laughs> Yeesh. Uh, <laughs> um, care to comment on any t-shirts that were worn in this? Oh match? right, this was uh Thunder Rosa wearing the sandbagging since 2014. Yeah. Like, I, I mean, props for being self-aware. I guess, but it's kind of like. This is like per- this is a major major shortcoming in the world of wrestling that you're just trying to embrace, right? Like it's basically like, hey, you don't sell. Well, I'm putting that on a shirt, right? Like I'm bad at my job is what you're putting on a shirt. Like leaning into it. Yeah, it was. I I wasn't. A fan I didn't even notice that you pointed that out. I was like, oh yeah. I wasn't a fan of it, but no, anyways. you were not. 
Um, so there's some current tag offense by Thunderstorm. That was pretty basic. Not much to note. There's a stunner by Rosa. She makes a tag out to Storm for hot tag flurry. Uh, another bad Alabama slam by Storm for two. She has to stop doing that move. It was the low point of this I'll match. give credit to Storm for improving in AW, but she needs to stop doing that move. It's looked bad every time she's done it. It almost like you're placing them on the mat. It's, yeah. It's, it takes... Because normally Alabama slams look super impactful. Yeah, they're, they're like, pretty I don't cool. think people like taking it from um, Bob Hawley, right? Or I know Cody's killing. done it. Or like, I, remember, I really like... Uh, remember Drew McIntyre does like the reverse one? Yes. That one's pretty cool. But no, hers looks like it's she's just kind of. It looks like a setup for move and a bad the, setup at yeah, that. It's not great. Yeah, like that's not like a move you actually pin people off. That's worth. But that was the, probably my only issue. That's with worse this than match. the lethal combination. Okay. So I, other than that, yeah. Yeah, I I agree. Yeah. Um, Reba distracts Storm, who's on the top rope, as I wrote. Top rope. <laughs> and uh, Baker comes to meet her, and Baker hits an avalanche air raid crash. Yes. Coolio. It was. Uh, Baker hits a curb stomp for two. Sorry, a stomp. Can't say curb stomp. Um, but Rosa breaks the pin with a diving drop kick. Just like your the camera work there, yeah. One of the best pinfall breakups I think I've seen. Cause I we're... remember, um, like I love shots like that. I remember that actually just uh, kind of jogs memory. But um, then the shield triple threat. I remember like uh one of them pin. I think either Ambrose pinned Reigns or uh, Reigns pinned Ambrose or Moxley. And then Rollins just like comes in with like a frog splash to break up some like just right. like flying in and over. like it's the perfect camera. Yeah, because the camera's kind of pulled in on Hater's face going for the pinfall, and then she just gets kicked in the back of the head out of nowhere, and her face just goes into the mat. Like I thought it looked amazing. Yeah, I, I love shots like that. Yeah, it looks great. Um, uh, Baker hits an aired crash to Rosa, then Storm hits a Trinity T to Baker, then Hater hits a nice backbreaker Storm. Yeah, this was Storm a goes back and forth hitting segment. hip attacks in the corners to both Hater and Baker. Looked good. And Hater, um, the finish comes when Hater beats Storm with like I think it was a short arm lariat. Um, I don't think it was just a close. I think they said it was a short yeah, arm lariat. Yeah, which kind of anticlimactic, and that gets her a title shot. I think is what I've heard that there's going to be a Hater. Yeah, it's Rosa. that battle of the belts. Right. I don't know why that gets her a title shot because she pinned Storm. I'm kind of happy for her. Wait, she pinned Storm. So yeah, I'm confused. Well, see, their thunderstorm are so in sync. <laughs> You pin one. It's basically like you pin the other. When you be one of us, you They're be both of us. one and the same. They're one entity. Yeah, I um, I I like this match quite a bit. I didn't think I was going to, but I thought this was a really good high energy tag team match with a really hectic, in a good way, like final few minutes, right, where there's just moves, 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 moves. Got a lot of time, like twelve and a half minutes. All four women looked really good. I thought here. There was some double team stuff from each team, high impact stuff from pretty much everybody. The crowd really got into the final few minutes of this. Um, the crowd dynamic was a bit tough because people just love Brit, right? Even though she's supposed Brit's to be a heel, best. you're going to get mixed chance at best when she's involved. <laughs> uh, but I, I thought this was a really entertaining match outside of the normal woman's time slot. So my question for you is, what are your thoughts on Hater at this point? I think she's solid. Like, I don't... I don't know. I think she's all right because I think uh, working with Baker also helps because Baker will probably help her a lot. But um, I think she's all right. Like I don't, I don't think she's gonna like carry a match. But I think like when she's involved with like the, I think it's kind of like Storm 
to a degree where like she's in, when she's involved with the right people yes. she's pretty good because yes. i think sometimes i don't love her but i think generally i like her like a decent amount i pretty much agree i find she's hit and miss but that lately it's been more hit than miss i'd say i say like the same for her and storm so i'm kind of optimistic that i'm hoping for a good match out of this right so yeah we'll see it with her and rosa because Ro qu- rosa is also right hit and miss yeah i quite like this tag match i'm not gonna lie yeah. i was happy it was pretty good all things considered auto's a different time slot but still a pretty good tv match and i mean hey shaking it up that's perfectly fine big step up from last week's women's outing rosa and whatever her face is uh it's a shame this is probably the only match we'll get on the show for them but i thought it's quite good making the most of it um happy hayden baker won um i was surprised that they won but i don't care for thunderstorm so i'm happy nonetheless thunderstorm sucks i just feel like they don't it doesn't work together they don't feel seem comfortable together i don't feel like they actually like each other like they're not a team i just don't think thunder rosa is good at emoting things basically right so I, I, i'm not work. picking up on it either yeah it, it uh it just doesn't work um next we get guevara conti package uh nope. it's just a video package talking about being absent this week getting married because that is what i was wondering about you t- i don't miss cm punk because i miss sammy guevara well it was just there for eddie yeah to um crash. kingston cuts it off and says nobody cares agreed True. and he says sammy has a receipt coming because it is pretty much sammy who cost him the barbed wire everywhere and he even took a shot at how wrestlers watch monitors backstage Uh, he said something about the way Mm. he was watching the tv or something Um, he says when sammy's done with that he tells sammy to sign a contract that he's been sent for a match at all out um so the wedding thing was whatever that just kind of set up kingston cutting off which i thought was pretty funny saw promo um him versus kavarka is a solid like mid card uh bout for all out i feel like you could bout for all out um I think I it's like, a way for Eddie to get a win back too, right? Like yeah. he can't beat Jericho for whatever reason. So even though he didn't, he did he in any of their matches? I yeah, didn't he beat him at Revolution? Because then and then Jericho was supposed to like shake his hand or do something, then he didn't. Oh, that's right. the heel turn. Right. Um, I think like this, uh, you'll probably get like Starks Hobbs at the preview. So that's a couple of yes. solid mid card matches. I agree. Right. Yeah. So that that's kind of cool. Yeah, I think they're like. There's some storytelling going on at all levels, right? So uh, you might care about I don't mind matches. this because it kind of keeps that feud going, which you don't need to keep this feud going, but it'll help Eddie get his win back. I think he needs a win. And then maybe he beats Jericho finally again. Like you, I, I want think that to be two over ma- with. They've had two matches. Maybe you go one more. At the most, you go right. one more. Yeah. After he beats Guevara, gets his win back, goes to Jericho. I don't know how you top a barbed wire death match with the Painmaker. Right. Uh, but maybe uh, Eddie goes Painmaker or he goes the um lion lionheart no <laughs> no eddie goes like he should like what's a synonym for pain suffering suffering causer <laughs> eh? maybe but yeah um, i thought eddie did a good promo for yeah, eddie as always yeah i liked it uh next we have a recap package last week's team taz event and so basically it was just like a recap and stuff and then after a commentary taz says he didn't know about anything that happened so that'd be um ricky's second challenge hook accepting the challenge and winning the title hobbs turn so he says he wishes all three of them the best, but he's done with Team Taz. Makes perfect sense out of the last week. Kind of what I would expect. Yes. And I like that because it's like, it's not, he wasn't responsible for anything. It's just like, what happened, happened. And it's not like he's siding with anyone. He's just like, let them all do them. Yeah. Which I think is perfect. That makes total sense here. Yep. That this is the right move. I don't think it was like the most creative way to do it, but like Taz is a full-time commentator. He hasn't been contributing to any segments. No, or I think anything, this makes perfect right? sense. So... Like, who does he side with here? Like, I guess you could see... He, in all likelihood, he's still managing Hook a bit. Sure. Because it's his kid. His own son. 
But other than that... Yeah, kind of like cut everyone else loose, let them do their own thing. No, it makes perfect yep. sense. I mean, super, not creative, but basic and I think necessary. Yep. So I was fine Perfectly with it too. Perfectly fine with that. Uh, next we get Powerhouse Hobbs with Ren Jones, or versus Ren Jones. Um, new theme for Hobbs, which is pretty cool. I mean, I like this old theme too, but it's kind of similar. Um, Hobbs, Rams, Jones in the corner, power slam position, that hits a pretty nice running power slam, bit of a jump on there. Mm-hmm. And then he hit like a clothesline kind of like last week. And then he picks up the win. Uh, Stark's music hits. He bolts to the ring attacks. Hobbs pretty fast, but then he eventually eats another spine buster. So Hobbs stands tall again. Yeah, um, I really like Hobbs. I think that he's he's kind of like Brian Cage minus the like high flying ability, but with some charisma and attitude that Cage lacks severely. Right. So I'm not sure Hobbs is like a top of the card guy. Cage and a, Hobbs tag team. He's a super convincing like mid upper mid card heel for me. And I really like that he still got the better of like the overzealous Starks. Like, Starks yeah, that's is... what I was. Uh, that's what I noted too. I thought it was like kind of cool because like typically this is where you expect Starks to get like a bit of payback. Right. You know, it's like he gets a bit. Uh, he gets no. a bit even here, but no, like, and I think it was cool because like, like you said, like Starks is over. It's like he can bolt, and he was just like. I think the the idea, right? Like Starks is, up. is over emotional about this and didn't pick his spot properly and right got which killed. i mean like typically so like that's that. the kind of guy starks would be like he would typically right. pick a spot he's so furious right now that he's not thinking straight yeah, he bolted out and he picked a bad time and he got caught and i think yeah, that's awesome that's cool yep i a liked better it better spine buster than last week i just i don't know there's something about hobbs i really like so yeah I, I liked it um it, it, was, continues. it was short but it's effective he looked pretty kill here I will I do like say, I wish he used the spine buster. Oh, right. Yes, he came out of the thing he like Cody. That was really he cool. He got the actually. Cody elevator treatment. That was really cool. His actually, entrance though. is cool. Yeah, that was that was really awesome. I, I, I just, totally forgot about that. I just that. watched a video before we came down of his like entrance before, like his early in AEW entrance. And like before new, he had the singlet? And it's definitely, yes. And it's definitely like... Will his Hobbs his, versus Powerhouse Hobbs. His presentation has been... Yeah. Uh, picked up for sure i just wish um my only thing was that he used the spine buster because i think the clothes on like it's cool and all but a it was kind of cooler just as like the sneak attack and i don't think that needs to be his thing now no um so i wish he can use the spine buster. that's my only thing though because other than that i think he'd look really great here as short squash like although his effective. attack on starks that simple clothesline looked exactly no, it worked there i really yeah. liked it there but that's because like i feel like that was like given the circumstance i think it worked better blue. yeah i'd prefer you revert back to the spine buster for matches yep um but i thought this was, and like the post match i think that was that was a perfectly fine little bit there um i you still have like a decent while to all out so i think you can build this pretty nicely and i, I would actually like depending on how they build this i would probably be looking forward to it i'm pretty hyped for a starks hobbs match i'm not yeah. gonna lie especially with uh i don't know just good throw on a stipulation a decent story wanna. behind it yeah it's good like a street fight or something that'd be kind of cool i'm in or maybe maybe you do the first match and then a street fight or you just do a street fight you don't have to do multiple matches you get no. you get starks's win and then you just send him off to the races yes uh next we get a mirror promo there's a bunch of stuff i didn't catch because like like malachi black i struggle with these yes the way they go so like if you want to check out the mirror promo check it out because they're usually pretty good this one was pretty good just if it was basically said, like everyone redeems themselves you know the redeemer will too oh redeems um, themselves i thought he said reveals himself themselves but that makes more sense exposes themselves right. <laughs> um this is a solid promo from mira it pretty was. short one i didn't catch lock so he tends to speak but it was good that when i'm not catch, it's not because it wasn't gray or wasn't painted like it's really hard to like i I do respect people who can get these a little like because I, I don't like it's not like i really go back and yeah and try no, to you're doing them. it in the moment. I, I usually borrow notes for someone, so like, uh, they they usually talk kind of weird. So 
yeah, this was the standard Miro stuff. He's awesome. He really has his character nailed. And yeah, I liked it, mm-hmm. as always. Agreed. Uh, next, we had Darby Allen promo. And he says he went to Tony Khan saying he needed to hire Brody King. I like and that eats personal King touch alive. There. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Darby says King does need his respect and needs everything. And that is why he's trying to build his name off of Darby. Um, he says he wants King to remember he asked for this match. And his hand, this hand is the last thing he'll see before he closes the coffin. And he wrote, coffin closes on Brody King. Because he was tattooing his own hand during this promo. I is, that can't be an actual tattoo. So that was pretty crazy. There's no way it's an actual tattoo. I, I mean, it's Darby Allen. I think there is a. There's chance, no way. But we'll There's see. There's no way. Um, I thought it was something. I looked at them adding more backstory to this feud. Me too. I, I, I like the that. whole like I'm the one that got you here. You're trying to make a name for yourself off of me, Which and that's not going to yeah. happen. No, I like um, it too. And it'll be a cool match. The the um the match graphic, the promo graphic looks really cool. And the tone of Darby's little vignettes are always mm-hmm. cool, right? Just it's, different. Yeah, it's got like the like you know like the dark look, and it's like it's got the Brody King with the face paint on. Yep. Like, the graphic is really cool. I hope Brody King wears face that paint. That match again. should be awesome too. That'll be really cool. Yeah, that's next week. Yeah, so that's that's cool. At Quake by the Lake. That's it. Coffin in the lake. Maybe, drown him. Drown him in a coffin. Yes, and no, you put him in a body bag. Put a body bag in a coffin. Put the coffin in the river. Coffin, lake. coffin in a dumpster, dumpster in the river, <laughs> in the lake. <laughs> You've got dumpsters. You paid for dumpsters. You may as well use them. That's true. Right? Got yeah. two of them at least kicking around. That's true. Well, yeah, they only use one dumpster. They still have another dumpster. still good. And exactly. the other one, the guns live in. Exactly. <laughs> the guns live in. Right beside the entrance stage. Yep. Um, next, we have uh, Christian Cage versus Matt Hardy. How dare you? JR makes his entrance. Okay. How dare you, sir? Because he did the whole show last week, but now they're back to, like, the second hours, JR. Did he? I don't even yeah, know. Yeah, he was there from Jump last week, I noticed. But now he's back Mox to... Mox and Roosh was anyway, the opener. I, was trying to I just felt like making fun of you. It, it is inconsequential, completely. The less JR at this point we get... It's weird to say that, because he is the best commentator of all time, in my opinion, but those days are well behind us. Yeah. So less of him is better for me. But anyway, <laughs> sorry, carry on. Better to reminisce. It's the battle of the dudes older than me in this next match. Right? <laughs> Both of them are, I believe, slightly older than I. Matt Hardy is like wearing more of a tank talk. So I feel like when uh, him and Jeff wear sleeveless shirts, it's usually like there's more like gap here, if you know what I mean. Yeah. Like there's more, like it's why like it's not cut off as much. Like it's not a full on tank. You know what I mean? Like They're both older than me. Matt's 47, Christian's 48. Boom. I've still got a chance. Wow. <laughs> my, my debut is coming. Yep. Get ready. Um, so this is a match that... Punch um, punch the match. So many punches in this <laughs> I'll say this on. again later, but this is a match I didn't want to see and didn't need to see in 2021. And it delivered. Um, <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to see this in 2021. Here we are in 2022. And you get it. It's happening. Punchy a year later. punch. Punchy punch. Notable. Punch. 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 Punchy punchy. Punch exchange. Punch and a punch. An elbow. Right. Maybe. Maybe. If you're lucky. (laughs) If you're lucky. Sorry. Go ahead. I'm taking over your recap of this match. No, I think that was pretty much. TLDR or TLDA. That would be the match. It would just be punch, punch, punch. Punch, punch. And it'd be accurate. It's over. Um, uh, Hardy attacks Cage right away and hits him corner shoulder blocks to the gut. Uh, then corner punches. Shocker. No. Uh, before getting backed off by the ref. Matt Hardy does the delete thing with the turnbuckles. Love it. Yep. 
and there's an alley-oop bomb from the corner by Hardy, which is, like, where Cage is, like, sitting in the corner. He pulls him up by his feet into kind of, like, a set of powerbomb position. I only know that because it's, like, um, when, like, Parsons seen in the corner, it's, like, one of the few options you have in 2K. So, it's, like, almost everyone on the roster has that in their moveset. Nice. So, it's just kind of annoying. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I, that's the only reason I know the name. Um, Cage hits Anita Hardy's head against the steel stairs. Like, he's just, like, charging in the stairs, and he, like, he almost falls over the stairs because he's just like ramming his knee into his face. Right. So that was kind of neat. Superplex by Hardy for two, which is like, I feel like that's like a big spot for old guys. That was a big spot here. Because like, it's like, it's high enough that it's like pretty impactful, but it's also not like super high risk to the point where it's like they're going to hurt themselves. It's like, it's the ultimate high risk spot if you're getting old. I heard, and if you get really old, I heard that um, the big spot in the Ric Flair I- match was he took a suplex. That was it. And like that killed him, and then he was basically comatose after that, which is why I'm glad I didn't watch it. Wow, that's yeah, the reviews that's I heard for it were why like they do that? it Who? was upsetting, tough to watch, disturbing. So I'm like, I I'm glad I made the decision not to watch that. But I I didn't want to watch it because Ric Flair's a dirtbag, and I who wasn't... thought that whole thing was a good idea? Anyway, not the card. The card looked pretty good. Like I, I'll talk I mean, about like it. labeling it the Ric Flair's last match. Who yeah. thought that was good? Like. Why not make this like just like a star cast card and then So my goal was I wasn't gonna pay for it and I wasn't gonna watch Ric Flair's match. I and I accomplished almost wanna goals. watch that because I hate myself, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't it's, know. It almost sounds too bad. Yeah. Um there's a side fact by Hardy for two, which I'm as surprised as you are that Cage kicked out of that. Um side effect on the apron by Hardy. Hardy looks at an elbow drop from the apron to the timekeeper stable, he moved he moved to ringside, cage into the way, Hardy crashes to the table. Back in the ring, Cage runs with the kill switch. Yay, it's over. Yeah. Uh, Cage goes for a concerto on Hardy after the match. The source comes out to private distraction. Jungle, Jungle Boy comes from behind, takes a chair. Cage runs away. We. Yeah, Um. this was a super basic offense delivered at a very deliberate pace. Couple of Reminds in- me a bit of a Jericho MJF. Couple of interesting spots and signature moves uh, as it... The end wasn't as bad as the beginning. The crowd seemed to lose energy uh, and then gained it back, I guess, by the end. The result of this, I think, was pretty obvious who was going to win. It didn't do much for me. You can probably tell. I thought Jungle Boy got a pretty good reaction this week. And again, it's just more of a vehicle to show that Jungle Boy is has some edge to him and is aggressive and angry, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the match itself was pretty boring. Thoughts? Could have had a better match, I guess. Yeah. Cage versus Jeff Hardy. <laughs> I, I... They... I mean, this was fine, I guess. I mean, Jeff Hardy's pretty non-existent now, so that's pretty good. But it's 2022, and I'm watching Christian Cage and Matt Hardy when we have a bloated roster full of young talent, but I say that too much, so I won't say it here. Takeshita should have been here. Right. Because um, he's got a big match coming up. Yes, they gave him a win on Rampage over Ryan Nemeth, which is cool, but why not give him a win on Dynamite against someone not Ryan Nemeth? Like, um, someone... Good one. You are a wrestling expert. <laughs> I don't know, like someone. Ah, uh, what he should have beaten Lethal or something. I don't know. Anywho, uh, this match was fine, and it's, I feel my ear buffering right now. Your ear buffering? What does that mean? Or like, I'm hearing like crackles from my ear. Like maybe no. it's starting to unplug. Probably. Of course, to- right before I'm gonna, I'm gonna swim today. <laughs> Stupid ear. On honestly, sorry to go off a bit. Um. <laughs> As long as my ear is fine by the school year, I'm I don't care because that's when I'm gonna have my earbuds in a crap ton. It's still going. It's so weird. I'm sorry, folks. Um, but like, 
It's like furthest down. Like every time after I'm swimming, like my one of my ears, it's still going. Just started this month. It's just like, like plugging, like yeah, like sometimes like plug for a while. It's usually only one ear, which like I don't know if like if anyone's like knows what I'm talking about. Like let us know, because honestly, I'd love to see if if anyone else is in the same boat. Like only usually only one of mine lasts a bit. So then it's like when you're listening to music, like it's really like uneven. Like yeah. pretty much all the music comes which out of my left ear. And it's really oh my god, it's going okay. Anyway, I'll I'll keep going. Um. <laughs> Sorry, uh, this match was fine. It didn't suck. It just um wasn't super interesting. It was I very agree. basic at times. Like it remi- it reminded me of what I didn't like about um Jericho and Jeff. Remember when that got really basic? Yes. Um, it's just like two older veterans going on like playing pretty safe the whole time. Not a lot of huge spots, hardly any. Um, what I mean is like it's what you'd expect, and it wasn't much, but it was fine. Now I'm looking to watch in Diamond 2022. I said the same thing a year ago when they faced off and here we are with this again. Yep. Um, the post-match wasn't really much to know. Um, I'd just like to know that Luchasaurus' cool new heel theme and the black he's look kept it all. does not make sense anymore. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know why he's still like <laughs> foreshadowing. It's, I guess it's darker Jungle but, Boy and darker Luchasaurus. Maybe, maybe it's a double ruse. Yeah, they're tweeners. He, he's, he, no, it's like Luchasaurus is actually still working with Cage. It's just a double ruse. He Could be. Pull, he's duping us. He's secretly the biggest tactical genius in AEW. That's right. He's like... Well, he's been around for thousands Tony's, of years. He's exactly. Seen it, he's seen it all. <laughs> he's like Tony Stark and Bruce Banner. Boom. Or Tech from the Bad Batch. Sure. I don't like Tech. He's so useless. I like Crosshair. Crosshair's yes, my do. favorite. Okay, focus, man. What's Hancock doesn't here? like Crosshair, and what I don't appreciate here? that. Um, next, we got a Daniel Garcia interview. Um, Garcia says it wasn't just a big lot. Big win last week. It was the biggest in AEW history. My ear's still going. Um, and he says he's the Dragon Slayer now. Cute t-shirt, I feel yep, like. Uh-huh. And in the greatest technical sports entertainer of all time. Uh, he says when Danson comes back, he has his number and he will slay the dragon again. Um, another more serious promo from Garcia I liked again. It was pretty good. Only knock is that stupid technical sports entertainer. Like, get rid of that. That is so annoying. It um I hate it. It's so it's so stupid. I think they had an idea for a faction, and they just they don't like when it's convenient because they lumped in two point so they wanted Garcia with them. I guess when it's convenient, he's a sports entertainer. But then you watch his matches, matter. he's super technical, and he'll cut promos right. about being a technician. Like right. it doesn't work. I don't. Right. Yeah, but and it's weird. I I also think his delivery is a lot better. I kind of like him. He's and less, he's not he's not going like. Everything he said from a heel perspective here kind of made yeah. sense, right? So I would watch a rematch between the two as well. So if that's where this is going, great. But yes, he does not fit that whole faction. It's just that was their reason for existing. But now, and and 2.0 is definitely very sports entertainment. No, I think they and fit Jericho the can be very as well. well but... Hager, I guess, because like he's not very wrestler. But he's a shoot fighter, so you know what I mean? Yeah, but we the people... But anyways, so yeah, I, I'm Garcia is definitely growing on me for mm-hmm. sure. Um, there's highlights of Pax Atlantic title defense because he's still absent, which I watched. Um, really long match. Uh, pretty good though. Nice. Um, and they were at, openly acknowledging Kip Sabian at ringside, maybe under the box on his head, right? So that seems to be an official story now. That mark my words, if we get Pack versus Kip Sabian, I will watch that. Well, yeah, we watch everything AEW, so of course you will. Unless Noble it was on like, Rampage or something. If it's on Dark or Rampage, oh, yeah, that's true. I'll watch it. Yeah, okay. They flew Kip Sabian out there, or it's a double. Yeah, it could be anyone. Playing. It's just someone under a box that's not super big. 
So it could be Kip Sabian, could be. Any, I know it's anybody. Kip Sabian. I'm just saying, like, like they could be Did they continuing the send him. To... They didn't. They might not have actually sent him. There. Right. I know it's Kip Sabian doing the thing. Right. Underrated, over it. Yeah. Um. Next we get Ethan Page promo. What? We do. Um. He says he came up to ask a question. He just shouts why. Uh. He says why the hell isn't he on TV every week? Why doesn't he have an action figure? He shouts why why why? Very angrily. I agree. I would very much enjoy an Ethan Page action figure. AEW, please give me my Ethan Page action figure. Mm-hmm. He's Canadian. I would very much enjoy an Ethan Page action figure. Right. Uh, perhaps with Scorpio Sky. Maybe not. It doesn't sound I don't like want it. Dan Lambert. I would just like an Ethan Page. I don't Thank think you, you very need much. To worry about any of that anymore by the looks of this segment. I right like here. Men of the Year. Their theme was still dead. good. I'm gonna when I get an Ethan Page action figure, I'm gonna make a Men of the Year just to use that theme song. Focus. Because I like that theme song a lot. You do. Focus. It's my favorite. Okay, keep going, man. Uh, We're at two hours he now. He says he d- sweet. Yeah. He says he deserves better, and asks why they what, why would they cheer now? Because he's getting cheered a bit. And he says they aren't lining for his shirts when they're on sale. They're first line for Cassie or Punk, and we'll listen to Kingston go on about whatever. Uh, but he and Page no, and then Page realizes Stokely Hathaway has been standing there. Yeah. And he whispers something to Page, and it's Page's business card, and they walk up the ramp together. Um. Short promo from Page. I thought, but this was great. It, awesome. it came out completely out of the blue, but I like it. Angry Page promos are fantastic. They he are. was super fired up here. Kind of had a point. Um, and it's a fairly simple point, but I think it was done really well. I think it made sense. I um, also liked how he's going off. Just like he completely went off. Like he was just like screaming, which love it. Um, didn't not noticing Hathaway was there at all, and then they had the, their little discussion or whatever. And it seems like Page was going with Hathaway now. Which is cool, don't get me wrong. But my one issue is it's weird Paige is going from one mouthpiece manager does to not another. Need one. Um, at he's all. one of the best promos on the roster. Like, he does not need it at all. We'll see where this goes, however, because this could be interesting. Could be like uh, Hathaway building a brand. Maybe he's yep. got like he manages a female faction, maybe he manages a male faction. But um, this is good. Angry Ethan Page promos are the best. Um, I'm just. Like, I like that this is direction for him, but I also like it's kind of a conflict for me because, like, he doesn't need like from like honestly i just wish like i wish this was him and sky doing this yeah because i think men of the year is a fantastic tag team i'm happy to see page branching out into singles and i thought this promo was excellent too right like great intensity taking shots at other wrestlers taking shots at the fans for supporting other wrestlers when he hasn't gotten his right it's like he's like he's getting like some cheers now because he's like fired up or whatever but like and then he's like why the hell are you cheering me now like i i don't know that was a cool time and i'm cool with hathaway branching out from just the baddies and maybe starting a male stable too as long as he his focus with page is what you're saying too like promoting page and getting page opportunities not speaking for him right that's as, a good point i actually mar- didn't i didn't think of that they as could his work marketing like guy that. and like this is the guy that's right because he's not like always talking for Cargill. no sometimes right. he is right that's okay I actually didn't think about that. That's a good point then. So just basically, I'm going to raise your profile. I'm going to get you money matches. From that, I, I really like this idea. I, and That's a good point. I thought Paige nailed this promo. He's awesome on the mic. And that's mm-hmm. why they need to find ways to use him because he's great. Maybe that that's a good point. Maybe it is fine then. That's, that's cool. Yeah, we'll see where it goes. Yep. Uh, next we get uh, J-A-S or Jass or <laughs> Anna J-A-S. Oh uh, Menard God. says a week from now, Jericho will be Le Champion again. First two-time Le Champion. Yeah. Right? Yep, that's right. There's no um, holes in that theory <laughs> at all. That um, is airtight. <laughs> airtight. Uh, Jay speaks again, and she's just the same lines from last week, and I hate it again. Uh, <laughs> she's the sexiest in the toughest. She's Anna J.A.S. Choke you out? 
Yeah. Didn't she <laughs> choke someone choke out? anyone out. We need to start choking some random backstage worker. Two for no refined here. Nothing super notable. Angie was horrible. And I mean horrible. She was the worst. Seems all three of those lines, which I hate, are her new things, which sucks because it's really bad. Um, She sucks. This She's is awful. Not believable. Why is she in this faction? It doesn't make sense. They're, she sucks. She's awful. I hate it. She's bad. They're forcing her to act, and she's not good at it, right? She so she can't act. If you crap. just start her out, and maybe that's what they did, it like just be kind of yourself, a little extension of yourself, maybe blah blah blah. But now they're like, dark order thing, you're really. playing a role, and she's really bad at it. And she's this, really bad. This, this segment felt pointless to me, to be honest. Not a fan. Just to get her across, like it was really bad. Yep she's and this is really my concern bad. women's division here they don't know what they're doing women's division in wwe stacked and maybe know what they're doing maybe right so this could be a turning point we'll mm-hmm. see not in the war but no but in like one area wwe may have an advantage the war <laughs> uh next we get the acclaim versus the ass boys mm-hmm. in a dumpster match we do When's the last time we've seen Dumpster Match? Last time I remember Dumpster Match, 2017, Braun Strowman and Kalisto. Sure. I didn't remember at um, all. I remember because uh, I think the week before, Braun Strowman was like, going on a rampage and he threw Kalisto in a dumpster. So, yeah, there's that. And then I remember the finish was like, Strowman was on the apron and then Kalisto dropped his legs. So he like fell in the dumpster, like, right. but like he was standing in the dumpster. Right. And even though Kalisto didn't close the dumpster, that counted as a win for Kalisto. And then Braun Strowman like, lost it and probably did something. Focus. It's like, um, do you remember that time when... <laughs> History of Braun Strowman and Kalisto, everybody. Do you remember that time when, like, a big show faced Cody Rhodes in a tables match and he lost it by stepping through the table? Yes. It's kind of like that. Yes. Anyways, uh, the acclaimed take a Billy Gunn with the trash can and send him in the dumpster. Take out the ass boys with the trash can, too. Uh, remember Austin? There was one, yeah, he walked right into a pretty good yeah. throwing and, of a trash can. And then can. Caster hits his music and he does the rap. He references Vince. Gotta love it. He did. Kind of had to see that coming, but gotta love it. Um, acclaimed tried to hit a... T- a tandem suplex. I wrote a claim. Try to hit a tandem suplex to Bowens. Ass boys try to hit a a tandem suplex to Bowens on some trash cans, but Bowens turns into a double suplex on the outside floor. Um, Colton knocks Bowens, so he's draping outside a dumpster at ringside, and they Austin just rams him repeatedly with the lid, and so Bowens gets power bombed in the dumpster. Obviously, there's something in there, um, just like to for like a pad, and Caster gets thrown in two. Uh, they stop the closings. That's kind of like a near fall mm-hmm. as. Uh, for a dumpster match because we thought it was going to end that quickly and with the guns winning so yeah it wasn't a super believable spot no. for me um but you gotta have like one of those yeah of course you do um austin throws bones off the top of the dumpster onto some trash cans yeah that um, looked that cool. looked pretty cool yeah because yeah. dumpsters got decent height colton suplex caster on the steel grating this beside the entrance ramp also kind of cool yep caster tosses austin from the top of the entrance tunnel in the dumpster and it's funny you can kind of see some packaging pellets mm-hmm. come out or peanuts or whatever yeah the packing peanuts yeah packing peanuts i, I haven't seen packing peanuts in a while <laughs> focus <laughs> and then uh he hit uh caster hits a mic drop um from the top of the tunnel to colton through a table which Looked that was cool pretty too. cool yep, actually it was on um, the bones top the finish comes bones tosses both of them into the dumpster or sorry colton in the dumpster austin's already in there still and claim closed the dumpster win the match and they zip tie the dumpster and after some yeah. difficulty a little bit of a battle line not as much as Conti with the lock though no so there's no. that they push the dumpster off the side of the stage a la new age outlaws right so kind of comes back to bite billy gun in a way exactly. even though billy gun, they should have put billy gun in the dumpster too yes sleeping with his kids um 
So early on in this, one of my criticisms was there was a lot of conversation between Bowens and the guns, just figuring out what they're going to be doing here. There's a lot of talk talk. Um, this is not my general type of match. The crowd seemed into this, and it does help establish the acclaimed as baby faces. I thought there were a couple cool spots as you outlined, right? The elbow drop to finish was cool. Um, onto the trash cans was cool. But I don't know, this match was just okay for me. I've preferred other hardcore matches in AEW, and generally hardcore matches are not, or as I, in my notes, hard care matches <laughs> <laughs> are not my favorite. Um, I really like the Acclaimed as an act, but I, did, I don't think this was one of their better outings. Like, we all know knew what was going to happen here, and it happened. I, I don't know. It's not my type of match, so it was just okay for me, I guess. I'm, I thought it was pretty solid. It was kind of fun for me, in my opinion. Um, I thought there were some cool spots. I thought uh, it was cool they had a bunch of trash cans because I like I like trash cans. It's they're always... satisfying sound wise. Exactly. I and yeah, and I love when like someone gets slammed on them. It just like bends perfectly. I don't know. It, trash cans are the best. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I kind of liked for the matches. Like there wasn't. I like there was the one spot where the guns tried to close it on them, but they only did that like once. Yes. Which I kind of appreciate because like it's never it's like the dumpster closing on your fall. It's like it's never like super like it always looks kind of dorky i guess because so, you know it's going to be some sort of spectacle to end it so if it's anything short of that you're like um it's not ending here like right keep, keep yeah, rest- yeah i'd rather mm-hmm. you keep wrestling than do mm-hmm. this yeah um and so most of it like the rest of it was left to spot which i think was good and i thought they did some cool stuff um finch was solid too so and i like the claim did the thing the new jailers did after that was kind of nice so i kind of like this um it was one of my preferred matches on the show nice probably you after the women's match yeah um fair uh, next we get a claudio Takeshita. Uh, package for battle belts. Yep. I'd rather spell Kanosuke Takeshita than Claudio Casagnoli. Mm-hmm. Even though I've uh, just stuck to Claudio since pretty much day me too. one. Even though uh, Takeshita's full name is undoubtedly longer, uh, it's I know how to spell Something it. About that Castagnoli, that is. It's it's so annoying. <laughs> like it's like <coughs> it's me. so easy to get wrong. Is the thing. Yes. Like and it's more than likely to get wrong. Anyway. <laughs> I oh, yeah. sudden choking on nothing. That's interesting. I'm uh, alive though. <clears throat> Mike dust. <laughs> Maybe. Uh Claudio mentions that this is Takesha's first title shot in North America. Takesha says he's been champion in Japan many times. Wouldn't surprise me. He's awesome. He has. Uh Claudio says, um uh, uh he wants Takesha to bring all that fighting spirit. He will. Cause in Blackpool Comic Club they say step up or get stepped on. Takesha says he'll win his first big match in EW. I wish. Very excited about um, this. <clears throat> Claudio says it'll be a first successful defense and he is the Ring of Honor World Champion. Um, I thought it was a solid promo. I think I, the first time I've heard Takeshi speaks is interesting. It didn't sound the best, but honestly, like He's considering fine. it's not his first language, it sounds perfectly fine. Yep. The Claudio cut a solid promo. I'm. They didn't even need to do this. I'm super excited for this match. I am. Uh, I, I am too, and I like that it's the simple like. It's a guy, in his first defense of a major title, right? Yes, he had Intercontinental, blah blah blah, but this is his first like. Championship US title. of okay, a he company, only U.S. title and tag title. So he's champion of a whole company now, and he is um looking to defend that. And then you've got a he challenger who's looking to get his first title in North America. So like really simple story, which is what I like. So Two and the match I like a lot. Like Takeshita has not had a match that I haven't at least really really liked. Uh, Cesaro, sorry, Claudio is awesome. So this match should I'm be super sweet. Excited, yeah. yeah. Um, and then so we get some out times. I'm just knowing because there was some interesting stuff. So Battle of Us Three, the updated card is we are new Claudia or Claudia. I forgot the O at the end. So Claudia, Claudia. versus 
Claudio Casagnoli versus Kanosuke Takesha ROH title, so that's yes, that is fantastic. Uh, Wardlow versus Jay Lethal TNT title is confirmed. Sure, why not? And then they they tend to have three title matches, so they to finalize the card or to round I out heard the card. This one. Women's right. Uh, Thunder Rosa versus Jamie Hader for the women's title. Oh yeah, sorry. So I've, why did I think Ruby Riot was involved? Somewhere? That's okay, I guess. Like yeah, I'm, not I'm okay with that. Excited, we'll but, see. Uh, next week, so obviously the coffee match was already announced. I'm not, I'm not here to talk about that, so that's pretty cool. Um, obviously we'll get Mox Jericho, not to spoil the main event. Um, but uh, the new a new one that was announced was pretty cool is uh Lucha Bros versus Bruce and Andrade Tornado Tag Match next week. That should be so amazing. That is pretty awesome. I'm as hyped for that as anything, to be honest. Haven't seen uh Lucha Bros in a while, so no. that's pretty cool. That match should be crazy. Mm-hmm. That'll be awesome. And um no tagging. And it's tornado, so it should be extra like exactly. you don't have to reboot the you don't have to suspend your disbelief of the refs doing their job, right? It doesn't really have to do his job other than count stuff. That's right. Do what you I want. I could see it like even though I, it's not supposed to be no DQ, uh, Roosh is there, so. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Um, next we go to our main event. Wheeler Yuta, ROH Pure Champion versus Chris Jericho. Uh, winner faces Mox for the AWM World title next week. Um, okay, tell them the thing you were telling me about the Pure title with, like, if Jericho wins here. Oh, the, like, lineal championship, right? So that some people will keep track of, like, technically... Right. If you follow who beat who, Jericho would be the pure, and then whoever beats Jericho next would then have so its Mox would be like double champion next week. There too. are people that keep track of that sort of thing because te- right, like he is a champion and he lost to a person, so technically, well, not like, technically, well, but if it's the title, if it's the title is on the line, I guess you're just following it truly on who beat who. Yes, regardless of whether it's a title shot or not. Would that does that apply to the tag matches? I think people do that. Yeah, say Yuta loses in a tag match, does that? Apply. Oh, no, I don't think so. I don't think you lose your singles title in okay. a tag match, even in the linear whatever mm-hmm. style. Yeah. Uh, Notables, uh, 2.0 got ejected for some interference, and Claudio was also at ringside um, just like for support, so he leaves also because obviously now he's not, there's not, he doesn't yeah. really need to do anything. Uh, Yuta looks for a top rope dive, but Jericho hits the ropes, crotches Yuta. Uh, diving close on by Yuta post-commercial break, a slap fight. Yuta does the continuous German suplexes. Uh, then three consecutive suicide dives by Yuta. Then Diamond Crossbody back in the ring for two. He does a regal stretch submission. Um, Jericho uses the bat as a distraction and then hits a low blow. Yuta avoids a juice effect, countering into the seatbelt pin for two. And Jericho submits uh, Yuta's a lion tamer, the real one. Looked good, yeah. Missed after that the move. match, he continues the hold until Mox makes his way to the ring. Jericho runs off. There's a promo after, but I didn't really catch it. Not yeah. important. No. Um, I thought this ended up being an enjoyable main event. I Not quite top tier yet because I don't think Yuta's quite at that level, but still a really entertaining match. Jericho gave Yuta a lot in this. I thought Yuta looked good. A lot of varied offense and his in-match intensity is pretty good. Um, I think, honestly, it's a compliment, too, that it took the Lion Tamer to beat him, and I thought the Lion, Lion Tamer looked good. Lion Tamer's a pretty good. sweet submission. I think it was, like, 2016. Remember, he hit on, like, Neville, yep. and it looked insane because Neville great. is... He had to pack. give it up because there were too many big guys in WWE. He couldn't slap it on. That's right. the problem. Um, as well, the Lion Tamer's a nod to Moxley asking for Lionheart in their match, right? So this is Jericho True. being like, I'm starting to bring Lionheart back a little bit. And it's cooler. Um. I feel like this. there was a solid story to this match, and I think the story is you have a young guy with loads of talent and energy sort of being outsmarted by the KG veteran who knows how to work efficient and pull out a win, right? Despite the youthful energy of his opponent. So oh, my, it's a little cheating. My comparison, yeah, is when 
Like you have a team of 45 year old softball players and they end up because I've been in lots of beer league softball, right? Where like I was on a team with um, former students of mine in their early 20s. So I was the old guy and they're just like, we're just going to win because we're young and athletic and we're going to hit home runs. all, And then we lose to like teams of middle-aged guys because they just play smarter right right? they're not taking the risks they are like aware of their own limitations and abilities so they're not trying to like the young guys i was playing with smarter not harder are trying to take extra bases and trying to throw out everyone on every base instead of playing smart so i feel like that's what this was jericho going sure kid maybe you've got more talent and more energy but i'm a seasoned veteran i still find a way to win so i thought that was cool i liked uh i liked the main event quite a bit more um, than I yeah. thought I would. I was a bit nervous about Jericho, but I liked it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was solid. Uh, nothing really wrong with it. Didn't feel like much of a main event to me, though. Um, solid match all around. Don't get me wrong. Just lacking that main event quality. Yeah, I, that's fair. I might put the dumpster match here instead. Like that to me is more of an opener match uh, at that. But like again, yeah. like uh, I that that would work a little better for me. I just saw you got pretty solid showing. I think you made a good point there. Uh, and then uh, Jericho looked fine. Cooley won with actual line teamwork. That's a really sweet move. Looking at the adhesive. Yes. <laughs> I'm noticing it all behind you. We're down to three panels left of 18 of my sound treatment. So I'm going to go with glue. I'm going to try next. Yeah. Think brain. That's what I think I'm going to do. All right. Uh, thoughts on this show as a whole? I thought it was a pretty good episode overall. I liked the opening Cassidy Lethal match. I liked the women's tag. I liked the page promo. I liked the Undisputed Elite segment. And I liked the main event. So that's a lot of stuff that I liked, right? The weaknesses for me i didn't love the dumpster match and i didn't love the hardy cage match um so i don't think it's quite as strong as last week but pretty close and uh still yeah, a really last week was a really good show enjoyable show a b plus for me this week it, again I, I said it earlier it feels like dynamite was in a bit of a lull because they were trying to build for the roh pay-per-view and sort of neglecting I think since fighter fest it's been better kind of backburnering some other stuff i care mm-hmm. about more so now they're back on track focusing on important aew storylines and i think doing a really good job so it was a b plus for me remember the first fighter fest uh being my favorite because i had to catch and then the tag three-way right so not uh quite an a show like it's been mm-hmm. but a pretty darn close for me what about yeah. you um so i think the opener was pretty solid um i think the women's tag match was best match on the show um it was good hobbs got a solid squash cage hardy man I kind of like the dumpster match. I thought that was pretty fun. And the main event was pretty solid. So I think uh, generally like the in-ring action was uh, pretty solid. Um, I think the Undisputed Elite promo was really great. I like that segment all around. Uh, Mox, another great promo. Um, you like Page promo? Hmm? You like the Page oh, promo? Oh, Ethan Page promo. Fantastic. Yep. Um, Darby Allen had a nice little bit. Uh, yes. Garcia was solid too. Um, yeah. and Oh, and the, the Ring of Honor package with uh, Takeshita and Claudia. That was pretty solid. I'm staying all around pretty good show, not like an A range, but I think it was pretty good. So B plus for yeah, sure. We agree. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's going to bring us to our last segment this week, right? Because you said there's no figuring no. updates. Nope. So it's our final segment and our first time debuting this segment that I think we're going to do going forward. And that's where we talk about what we liked and didn't like from any other wrestling that we watched. And that is what we're going to call high spots and rest holds. All right, so I think I consumed more wrestling than you this week, so I'll start it with a couple, maybe, and then you can sneak in. Um, because the first thing I watched, I told you almost all of, is Ric Flair's last match pay-per-view. So I got a few high spots and a rest hold, I think, from there. So high spots are obviously things we enjoyed that we checked out in wrestling this week, and rest holds are things we did not. So my first high spot 
Um, the best match on this show for me was Bandito, Laredo Kid, Ray Phoenix, and Tarus um, in a four-way match. It was fantastic. Lucha rules, non-stop action. I like everyone in this match. Uh, a few highlights, a lot of Bandito stuff it seems I got. Uh, Bandito hit his top rope fallaway moonsault slam onto two other people on the floor. We had a one-arm gorilla press by Bandito to Laredo Kid. Um, a ridiculous around-the-world head scissors like five times around the world probably by Bandito. Avalanche gorilla press by Bandito to Taurus. Eventually, Phoenix hit the fear factor to Taurus to win this match. Just fantastic action in this one. Everyone looked good. Tarus is so much better than he gets to show on Impact. Um, and if I were AEW, I'd be in a hurry to sign Bandito. He is awesome, although I then read, I think he has signed with Impact, which is kind of interesting. Um, thoroughly entertaining 12-minute four-man match I would recommend people check out. A rest hold from that show as well. I think I told you, Jack. Killer Cross versus Davey Boy Smith oh, Jr. Oh, Cross, you say? Yeah. Uh, just a really basic plodding five minutes is all they got. Big man match that never really got going and is just bland. Commentary spent so much time talking about what a killer cross is, no pun intended. And like, oh, he's trained in all these MMA disciplines, right? Blah, 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 blah. And then he looks ordinary. Like, yeah. his stuff just looks ordinary. You look at him, and he should be something. He's big. He's muscular. He's intimidating. He's, he's more intimidating with O'Hare. He's just not, though, right? So he ends up winning a disappointing match with that forearm to the back of the neck that we don't really like. Forgettable match, for sure. Can I bring in a related thing? Of course. Uh, my only rest hold is Cross back on SmackDown. There is a rest hold from main roster. Yes. Yeah. Um, so I watched it. He, he beat down McIntyre, then like kind of... Stared at Reigns. Right, so the Bloodline are in the ring cutting a promo. McIntyre. McIntyre comes out to yip at uh, Reigns. <laughs> uh, Cross's music hits. He's got hair now. He attacks <laughs> Drew McIntyre, blah, blah, blah. So he's there. And um, oh, yeah, and Scarlet's with him. She brought I the... am praying to God he does not win any titles. I will... I'm, I genuinely fear he wins a title. He might. They certainly I don't brought think, him out here as a star. I don't think he will, but I genuinely fear that he will because I hated that. So we, we didn't like that run last Scarlet year. Scarlet was with him, and I think his theme is going back to what it was in NXT. His theme was always the same. Oh, was it the same? It's just the entrance was different. So she brought the hourglass, put it in the ring, flipped it over so it started like the time is running am, out for Roman Reigns. I I hope there's a way he, like, maybe he's feuding with McIntyre. I, I... And remember, we didn't talk about it in news, but I was telling you, I was reading a thing about that apparently Raw is annoyed that they do not have a major championship. Yeah. So the so thought is he takes, he takes one. one. Somebody takes one I of them fear, from Roman. I am really afraid he wins a title. I Triple H seems I, to like him, right? I really he's the don't one like thing him. we don't agree with with Triple H, I, basically. We, yeah, I know you don't like I really don't like him. I... I uh there's they did they did something good on Smackdown too which I'll get to after you're done that show but like I I'm genuinely afraid he wins the title and I I don't want him to I really don't like him that right. NXT run like it bogged down the main event for a long time I agree and like just when we were freed that's when 2.0 hit so right. we never really got a chance to like since Balor nothing really I agree uh, another high spot for me from the same show was Josh Alexander, Jacob Fatu, awesome slugfest. Fatu showcased a ton of like moonsaults and a uh, whole bunch of things. I've had Fosbury flop and he's a 300 pound guy. Uh, so great match. Unfortunately, got interrupted by Matt Cardona, Brian Myers, Mark Sterling running in. Um, 
which was an odd combination of people, but... I guess impact? Yeah, so kind of a no finish um, 10 minutes into this one. So Sterling basically gets snapped in half with a C4 spike, and then DDP ran in from the crowd to hit a diamond cutter on Sterling. So that was fantastic match that sort of got cut off. Um, another rest hold from that show for me was the Gresham-Nick-Wayne-Angels to catch the match only because Which doesn't sound like it would be on paper it was just given five minutes that's my yeah. complaint right so other than that decent action but way too short um anything else you had um so some high spots from raw i think rollins had a promo and he said he might be, he's coming for reigns so right there's hope again yes that would trips be. That would be great. Yeah, if even if he takes trips one guy. title. Yeah. Um, which I I wish they would keep the titles unified because they should only have one world title. But right. Um. Anyways, that's something. And then Champa also he won a triple threat, which was a couple people. I don't remember who he faced. Yeah. And then he also beat AJ Styles uh, later on, so he'll he'll face Lashley for the U.S. title next week. So that's kind of oh cool. That's something. Yeah. Um, uh, at least, and then uh, one more high spot was uh, there's a women's gauntlet on SmackDown yeah. for the winner faces uh, live at uh, the UK show, and uh, Shayna Baszler won, so her first like title shot in a long Who, time. We love so Baszler; she should be a killer. She should. This is maybe finally the uh, yes. Baszler win I have prophesized. Right. Uh, and yeah, like so, I did say in the SummerSlam predictions that I think she'll be the next line. So I think she she's gonna kill live at uh, Clash at the Castle. I don't. How does Liv not? I how does Liv so. escape again? Well, I think maybe that's becoming her gimmick. Is she fights people who are really fighters and beats them anyways? I don't know. I think Trips but, is smart. Like I, I don't, I don't know why you'd put Baszler in this and then just kill it off again. I feel like he's, he'd at least, I don't know. I feel like Baszler's gonna kill her. Yeah, could be. Um, I'll go quickly because people just showed up at our door to put you behind the curtain here that we didn't think were coming. But yeah, I'm that kind of throws. So I'm gonna fly through my last few, but that's okay. There wasn't much left anyway. So people versus GCW, I watched a little bit. High spot for me was the extreme title scramble. I think it opened the show. Cole Radrick, AJ Gray, Shane Mercer, Axton Ray, Grim Reefer, who like smokes joints while he wrestles, is kind of an interesting gimmick, and Marco Stunt. Marco's doing like a little show thing where he's like wearing a big show singlet and sort of mimics his mannerisms and stuff. Mm -hmm. But anyways, action all over the place. At one point, Marco stunt got thrown into the crowd. Uh, Radrick actually ends up winning an eight minute car crash. I thought by hitting an elevated pedigree to Marco stunt, really fun match. My second time seeing Radrick, but I've been really impressed. He looks pretty generic, but he can go. Uh, Grim Reefer had some cool spots as well. Shane Mercer is like a really jacked redheaded guy. I don't know, but he did some crazy power spots and a surprising fall away moonsault slam from the top. So I'd like to see more of him. Um, there wasn't really anything extreme about this match, which was surprising because it is GCW and it was their extreme scramble, but extreme title scramble. But anyways, um, quickly to end with three rest holds from NXT. Chalker. Mandy Rose versus Saray. Non-title match, sloppy, five minutes, had no heat to it. Not sure why they're still doing this Mandy Rose experiment. Need to get this. There's nothing more to her than I'm hot and mean, right? That's ex all she is, and the matches haven't been great. So time for a change. Rest hold, another one you saw, Gibson and Drake as Joe Gacy's lackeys. Oh, so, so bad. Brutal. I finally it, got to see them in their it new roles. It hurt my soul. It's terrible. They look and sound worse than what they were before, and the frustration is, they were interesting and good. They were awesome. And had some heat. So it the, hurt me. This gimmick changes several steps back, right? Um, although it, the guy screaming, Gacy likes pineapple on pizza, <laughs> was pretty funny when he came out. 
Uh, and finally, my last rest hold is that D'Angelo, what's his name? Uh, Tony D'Angelo and Escobar, <laughs> that feud is still going on. I stopped watching Just NXT reignited. months ago, and it had been going on for months before that. So I don't understand why this is going on. I feel bad for Escobar. I'm just hoping that Triple H rescues him and calls him up. Um, so yeah, I watched NXT, and those were mostly wrestles. Nothing and super strong. And you definitely strong. didn't regret it at all. No high spots for me. <laughs> uh, but anyways, I think that's going to bring us to the end, because we got to get upstairs and entertain our guests. So thanks so All much. Entertaining. So thanks so much for hanging out with us for episode 107. We appreciate any time you spend listening to us talk about wrestling. We will be back next week for episode 108. Love to hear from you. How you feel about the high spots and rest holds segment that I think we're going to continue doing next week. So hopefully we will see you all back here next Saturday. And until then, take care.